Hey guys, it's me Lewis, you know, from the podcast. I'm a bit sick right now, so sorry about the uh, slight delay on this episode, but I really hope you enjoy the much-anticipated episode 3 on The Wonderful Unforgiven. More episodes will be incoming. Uh, We have never had any technical difficulties, and we didn't at all in this episode, which is why this episode is totally not recorded in two different locations where our voices sound a little bit different. If that were the case, it's a very hypothetical situation. Uh, I'll buy Frodo Frog for the first person who can tell, like, like, when it it, it just kind of juts over. But that's, like, a, a very hypothetical Frodo Frog for a hypothetical listener on this hypothetical podcast. Does this podcast exist? I don't know. If it does, email us at pgwrestlingpod at gmail.com. That's pgwrestlingpod at gmail.com. Chunk band. <laughs> All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting the goddamn national television show. Now I'm on a goddamn radio station. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very professional, very beer-centric episode of the PG Wrestling Retrospective. My name's Lewis. I am here with Jimmy Wayne Jack. How you I doing? I am Jack. I am good. I he am is the Asian good. redneck. That is me. Best gimmick that I've ever had. <laughs> and we are here live, not so live, in my kitchen, well, dining room. Dining room. In my house that is haunted. And here in episode three, Jack. Episode three. I'm putting the outtakes at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to cover the greatest wrestling show on earth, Unforgiven. I am so happy that we got to do this pay-per-view as I part of, like, this series. I would have been gutted if this was, like, one behind where we got to start. Well, like, here's here's how I judge a wrestling show, right? This is, this is a very, like, not subjective... Like, this is an objective way of judging a wrestling show. Everyone should do this. The amount of times you have to take a break and have a cigarette during, <laughs> during your watching of a wrestling show is, like, the how bad it is. I watched this show probably over two different sessions, and I had about... Three cigarette breaks in both sessions. Week. I watched the full two hours. <laughs> and you didn't have any cigarette breaks because you don't smoke. <laughs> two hours, 51 minutes and like 38 seconds or something straight. It was oh, sick. Jesus Christ. Ugh, it was like... It's it's a ve- it's a show that very much like wears you down. Like I don't know. I think it gets it's be- it gets better towards the end. Uh, in my opinion. To, uh, I don't... We can just get into it. All right, if, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in, in, you've, you've seen the Hell in a Cell. You've witnessed the Elimination Chamber. You've experienced tables, ladders, and chairs. But tonight, an Adam Lee original changes everything. It's three championship fucking scramble <laughs> matches. You've seen the rumble. Experienced the Elimination Chamber and felt hell in a cell. A new innovation will put champions in jeopardy like never before. It's the first ever championship scramble. Three matches, five superstars each. The championship can be won or lost on limited times. After 20 minutes, there will be only one official champion. Those odds practically guarantee there'll be a new champion. WWE Unforgiven, live this Sunday on pay-per-view. I think this is the 
only time? No, I looked it up. There's, like, they do one more, I think, in, like, the year after this, okay. which I guess we'll get to when we get to it. And then that gave them an excuse to have the match type in SVR 2010. <laughs> and then they never did it again. It was fucking... I think the match type is decent. No. It was just let down in this pay-per-view by pretty thin rosters. That's all. Oh, but it's it's like I guess I guess we can get into like the worst of the championship scramble matches. Obviously the one that opens the show. It's the ECW championship scramble. It um Oh Jesus. Well, before we get to that, how about we go and have a look at the old promo vignette things oh. they have at the start of the uh See like start I, of the I didn't I didn't like it because it was like we have a show that's like unforgiven, very feud centric, very like violent. But the key selling point of the show is that you've got three of this fucking wonky Adam Lee match type. Like, well, I don't think they promote the match type as much as, as it's the, Jericho Shawn Michaels. As the Jericho Shawn Michaels, which I think, while it doesn't main event headlines the promotion for the match, um, as it is Unforgiven, and that seems pretty relevant to the feud. Well, yeah, because it's like, oh, are you gonna forgive me? No, well, I guess you are unforgiveness. <laughs> like, it's... Well, they do the promo thing at Star Wars, which, as I think we've mentioned in prior episodes, they really should do again, and I oh, kind yeah. of miss them. It kind of, it really adds to the, um, adds to making a pay-per-view more special than just a Raw. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't, I didn't like this promo package because they built up the championship scrabble match so much. And, like, we were talking on last episode, I was listening, um, and I, what are they meant to do? Well, it was, like, last, last time I was, like... I think the Adam Lee gimmick is kind of supposed to be ironic because it's kind of like, oh, Adam Lee original, he put JBL in this match. Adam Lee original, he put the great Carly in this match. Can you believe this fucking guy? And I, I thought it was meant to be like, oh, ironic, look at what a shit job he's doing. But now it's kind of like you can tell they were trying to be like, no, Mike Adam Lee was doing a, a real good job. He invented the championship scramble match, a concept that is going to go on for year. Not years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just the one. Just I, the one. I, I think it's prime for a return, actually. I don't. In my opinion. It's... I'm not sure where they'd fit it in, but they've got a bunch of, you know, like, great balls of fire and fast lane that aren't particularly well, thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, type, but... like, the scramble, like, what, what I, like, the thing I didn't like the most about it was that it was on a show like Unforgiven that's a very, like, I don't know why you choose to, like, have it be on Unforgiven. Why wouldn't you have it be on, like... Like, next is, like, No Mercy. That's more of, like, a a show that's, like, less feud-centric. And it's, like, well, I'll show No Mercy in this championship scramble match rather than... <laughs> You're unforgiven in this championship scramble match. I will never forgive you because the champion has an 80% chance of losing his title here tonight, boys. Well, I don't think they had many real feuds going on. I mean... Oh, they had Triple H versus Jeff Hardy. That was kind of going on. Yeah, but that's not like... Matt Hardy versus um, Mark Henry, I almost said MVP. That's a good feud that we might look at in the future because it was before this. Um, I think that the only real unforgiving feud they had was Jericho Michaels. They had... Priceless versus Primetime. Well, that was on the show. Yeah, yeah. Priceless would never forgive them for stealing their championships. Building behind this, obviously, was Triple H versus Cully, but... They kind of de-pushed Carly as soon as that match ended. Well, yeah, Triple H beat Carly on the SmackDown before this. Yeah, um, and Carly didn't even qualify for the scramble match. He lost like um, he lost a match to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Um, 
Jeff Hardy and Triple H have a kind of a competitive rivalry going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's a nice, like, face versus face thing. And I think the idea, like, the reason they do this is to just kind of build up Jeff Hardy and, like, build up this kind of competitive face versus face feud. Yeah. So Triple Especially H... Especially since Hardy ends up actually winning the championship this Spoilers. year. Spoilers! Oh, I'm pretty sure everyone has watched the pay-per-views from about 10 years I, ago. I have, this is, I've watched... I've watched this one a thousand times because it was, like, one of the few shows, like, pay-per-views I had on DVD. I haven't watched, like, I think any other of the full shows from this era. Like, yeah, okay. like from this year. Like, I haven't watched any other, like, full shows. Um, and this pay-per-view, like... Well, I guess we'll get to our thoughts at the end, but we... Do you want to... Yeah. Oh, well, I was just... Just to finish up on the point of why they did them at Unforgiven. I don't think the World Heavyweight Championship match was involved in any feuds either. It was just everyone kind of shitting on CM Punk. Oh, yeah. So well, they just... I just don't think they had any feuds to be unforgiven about. So they're like, mm. oh, let's just chuck in championships scrambles. And I like the match type too because it really helps pace a show because they're 20 minutes on the dot because of the time limit, which really helps kind of make... Uh, give more time to the undercard as well. Well, you you know how I feel about, like, gimmick matches. You I should do. You should, like, do, like... Ideally, like, TLC to me would be one TLC match in the main event. See, and this show, ideally to me, it would be one championship scramble in the main event. But they kind of had... I guess they kind of had to do three to explain the fucking complicated-ass rules to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's Like, true. literally... Well, they're not that complicated. Well, it literally... They have a they have a dot point, like, PowerPoint presentation yeah, on I mean... screen before every match. And it takes, a, like, a full minute for commentary to explain... And then through it, like, Todd Grisham still asking Matt Stryker <laughs> questions. And Matt Stryker's like, no, they don't get eliminated. And no, they're not the official champion. They're the current... How current. About, yeah, how about, how about you explain the rules of a championship scramble? Right, sure. So the, there are five participants in a yeah. championship scramble. Uh, two enter the ring to start with. And then every five minutes, a new participant enters. And then after the last participant enters, there's five minutes at the end. So the last participant can, like... Win, so it's 20 minutes um every time a pinfall occurs it um they become the current in quotation marks um champion of that title and whoever is the current champion at the end of the 20 minutes becomes the official champion and has won the match all right so does that not sound fucking convoluted to you well i mean does the royal rumble sound convoluted to you no because you throw someone out of the ring and both feet have to touch the ground and if only one foot touches they can get back in and that, they can that jump around takes and that takes the royal rumble takes one sentence to explain not necessarily every anything. every 90 seconds someone new comes in two people start off to like get eliminated from the match, you are thrown over the top rope with both feet touching the floor. It's so uncomplicated that before every Royal Rumble, the ring announcer explains the rules. <laughs> like it's it's the floors made of lava with a time limit. Like that's There's no that's, time limit on battle on the Royal Rumble. Every ninety seconds, someone new comes suppose, in. But it's not like a time limit. Time limit. No, this is a fucking. I see. Anyway, I just appreciate the matchup. That's all, and I think it could have come back mm. more than four times. That's, that's well, they do it. They do it on one event, and then they do one more on yeah. one event, like a year from now. It's like. So, so we kick things off, like, a, a, I guess it's kind of a theme of things to come, the ECW Championship kicking things off. It's the, it's the scramble, starting off with everyone's favorite wrestlers, Matt Hardy and The Miz. 
while the wrestlers are doing their entrances, Matt Stryker actually harps about, like, I know we just had a discussion about it, but how the uh, scramble match is going to revolutionize oh, wrestling. And that it's an honor for ECW to have the very first ever of what will be many to come, quote, as he <laughs> says, of the championship scramble matchups. Which I think is funny looking in retrospect. I can't wait for like for like the bit when like Adam Lee's just um looking at a poster of Unforgiven and he just and he starts talking to the poster and he's like, Unforgiven, I only hope God can one day forgive me <laughs> for what I do to you. Well that's not to jump back, but that's a quote from the uh promo vignette. Oh hell yeah, I'm probably dude, I'm probably gonna play it. <laughs> Michael's talking to Jericho. It's actually pretty intense. My, oh, yeah. But, then, but only... then it's followed by, and then there's three championship <laughs> scrambles. Oh, the Whoa. quote was, the quotes, my only hope is that someday God can forgive me for what I do to you. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot of comments. That sounds like there. a really shit, like, um, Tinder pickup line. <laughs> oh, that's a bit aggressive, but sure. Oh, you gotta have, you gotta be aggressive in the pickup game, man. Like, that's, that's how, that's how good things happen, clearly. Did you notice that in the, like, promos for it, like, interspersed throughout all the promotion for it, at different points in time, just a child whispers, Unforgiven. You haven't, you, clearly you haven't listened to the last episode because it's only been up for like a day, but I literally, I edited that in there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's a little bit where in the last one where I go, Unforgiven, <laughs> which is a, which is me doing that voice and I just play the, the Unforgiven oh, little nice. soundbite. I had to get, I had to rip that off YouTube. That's anyway, funny. back to the back to hand. Unforgiven. This podcast is not very good at staying on point. Oh, I literally, in the description of the last one, I had, um, Featuring off-topic conversations about, and then I just go through a few <laughs> dot points of the bullshit, like our shit money in Australia, like. But yeah, so it's Miz and Mark Henry, <laughs> our shit money. You can rip a ten-dollar note in half and have two five-dollar notes. Fuck this country, man. Fuck it. Anyway, Matt Hardy and the Miz start things up, yeah. man. Um, I love I love two guys that are more like like a better in the tag teams that they were in in yeah. the singles bit. Well, I was. Said, well, I, was this after Miz and John Morrison got no, drafted no. to separate brands? No, they're, they're still together. It's just the Miz qualified, John Morrison didn't qualify. But wasn't John Morrison trying to qualify for the SmackDown one? I thought I, I saw that somewhere. No, he was trying to qualify for this oh, one. Okay. Because he was in... Oh, yeah, he lost to Matt Hardy, didn't he? Probably. I just think about Matt Hardy on SmackDown, that's all. Fucking Matt Hardy and EC Doves. Like, Christ, mate. So, yeah. like, it's, it's... Like, so... We got Matt Hardy and the Miz start off. It's it's it's, it's not exactly going to revolutionize wrestling, but well, we're in the Miz's hometown, and for the second time in this podcast, we get a nice lukewarm hometown reception <laughs> of. I mean, to be fair, it's like it's Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and also the Miz. So. <laughs> My three favorite wrestlers that I think are currently on the roster. Yes, there was are. an interesting part where I think Matt Hardy's pinning the Miz in like the corner after he does like a slam or something pretty generic. I love the slams. This <laughs> one is a Sunday night slam, not a Saturday morning slam. <laughs> and the Miz has his shoulders kind of pointing towards the ring pose. And the official actually, when Matt Hardy goes to the pin, him actually like client slides out of the ring, climbs out and then yeah, I love that standing shit. on the outside and counts the pinfall there, which is obviously like a 
strong two count. But I, I love that shit. They should have that in WWE 2K18. Enough of this, like, I'm on, I'm in the ring and I press the circle button to get a rope break and the ref doesn't see it because that <laughs> fucking happens sometimes. Like, fuck off, mate. 2K, this is, you should listen to this shit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting because you don't see that much. No, no, no. I, I really like it. Um... This this wasn't really much of a like this this first five minutes it wasn't like a, a terribly fast pace no no pinfalls like yeah no pinfalls is a bit only major spot was Matt Hardy tried like a like a high cross like a like a razor's edge move and that's just kind of the most obvious thing ever or like Miz is gonna slip out of that because <laughs> Matt Hardy's not gonna do a fucking high cross <laughs> and get yeah. the pin I can't wait for that and then uh, the clock starts counting down Ten. no. Nine. Hey, whatever the fuck. Ooh, Chavo. Chavo girl. I thought it was Chavo girl. Man. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is it Chavo? No, that sounds way too aggressive. <laughs> I thought it was Chavo. No, but it might be Chavo go. No, I thought it was Chavo. She goes, Chavo girl. Oh, no, I thought it was Chavo. Oh, like Chavo. No, no. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like um fucking. I'm sorry to all our listeners cowboy, listening to that. Cowboy Bob Orton's brother Barry O. <laughs> Chavo. Oh, Guerrero. A fun fact about Chavo's entrance music the- back back in my WWE magazine days when I was reading that they did a feature with Chavo Guerrero, and it turns out that the lady at the stuff who says Chavo um, is Vicky Guerrero. No, it's not. Oh, it is. They were making, like, the theme song in Jim Johnson's dungeon or whatever. And then <laughs> they had just, like, a there was, like, an audio mix lady or, like, a receptionist or something. And they needed a girl to, like, do Say, the, ooh, Chavo. Yeah, say, ooh, Chavo. And then they just got her to come in and do it, which is pretty funny. I, so the ooh, Chavo lady is just some random I fucking person. hate, I fucking hate that song. Like, no, I, I, it's I, amazing. I love the theme where it's, like, dun, 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 dun. Sure, but what's wrong with the Uchavo bit? It's just fucking weird. No, like, I think it's really cool. Mate, I feel like it's better suited to Edge, where it's like, ooh, Edge. That's not suited to Edge at all. <laughs> He's a sex pest, as we've ascertained. Yeah, but like, it's not a sex pest theme. It's like a... What is it a theme? Like, what It's is- like, Uchavo, you're so Latin and attractive. <laughs> It is like okay, one Canadian. of those. One of those things is is like true. Chavo is Latin. Well, no, he's, he's pretty. I'm not saying I find Chavo particularly attractive. I'm not going to put up any posters of him in my room, but I think <laughs> you did have a Santino poster I, in your room at I, one, I, one one point, and you brought a chick to your room as well. <laughs> Santino, Santino was just watching over. <laughs> I fucking love it. But he's pretty ripped, as most wrestlers are. Well, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm pissed off about. The greatest manager in history. Forget it. Forget about your bodyguards like Diesel. Forget about that shit. Bam Neely doesn't follow him to the ring. And let me tell you why I got a little choked up when I saw Bam Neely. Because I, I got stuck in a YouTube wormhole recently. Right. And it was like a montage of people who got like future endeavoured by year. <laughs> and fucking Bam Neely came up in one of them. And I, I actually had to check what it was. And it was either early 2009 or late 2008 that he got released. Because <laughs> he's done fuck all and he has like a shit beard. Like it's like who who has a worse beard, Bam actually, Neely didn't or me? I know that Bam Neely existed before he started this No, podcast. I... See, here's how I know of Bam Neely. Um, there's a great, like, wrestling YouTuber called Brian Zane, Wrestling With Regret. He did a, like, three-part video on the top 24 
most forgettable, like, ruthless aggression stars. And even though this is the PG era, I feel like there might have been a bit of, bit of overlap. And, and guess who was number one on that list? Yeah, it was Bam. Kurt Angle. No, it was Bam <laughs> fucking Neely. It was Bam fucking Neely. And it was just like, oh, I didn't know this man existed. And he did. And we get to look at him. He got paid money to, like, walk out the entrance with Chavo <laughs> and then go back. Like, why wouldn't you bring... Like, why wouldn't your bodyguard come down with you? Well, that's a recurring theme to yeah. the whole pay-per-view, as we'll find out when we get to the uh, SmackDown one. Some people who he manages that you would think come to the ring don't come to the ring. So oh, it doesn't make any sense. It's a bit weird in, like, kind of a no-DQ match. I, I don't even know if it's a no-DQ match. Well, we'll get to that later. Because there's, like, but... five counts, like, with the... And there's rope breaks and shit, right? Um, well, actually, there's kind of not. We'll get to that in the uh, Raw one. The main event, but okay. See, I, I didn't notice fu- it too much because I, I was just really depressed. Inconsistent while I this. fuckery going on with the rules. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the the main event of a Hell in a Cell match where Kevin Owens gets his foot on the ropes. <laughs> so Chavo enters, takes advantage of bloody bloody Matt Hardy being damaged, hits a frog splash, pins like him straight away. Yeah, pins him. Current current champion. Chavo Guerrero. Right, Chavo, Chavo, Chavo. Chavo and Miz hit some... Can we take a moment to talk about Chavo Guerrero and how underappreciated he was? He did a nice rolling Liger kick in this. I I liked that move. I think that Chavo Guerrero is pretty damn good. Well, yeah. Good intercontinental champion, but he never got there. He never never was intercontinental champion. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That that would have been pretty sweet. Like, he he was always... He was always solid to me. And, like, I, I, I do feel... 205 Live Run for Chavo, just saying. Oh, I just feel like if his last name just wasn't Guerrero, he probably would have been a little bit more successful. Do you reckon? Well, yeah, because, like, literally whenever he comes out, all anyone really does is compare him to Eddie Guerrero, the Guerrero family, and all this thing. And he can't live up to that because he's not fucking Eddie Guerrero. Which is like, which is not an insult because Eddie Guerrero is one of the Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero is one of the greatest performers in like modern history. Is Chavo like his nephew or something? Yeah, he's yeah. a nephew. Like, so he doesn't have the like the the great heel facial expressions that Eddie had. He doesn't have the lovable babyface character that Eddie had. You're just doing like fucking Mexican faces, <laughs> like what? He's a pretty lovable chicken shit heel, I guess. Oh, I no, like Eddie's best run. This is completely off topic, but not Eddie, Eddie Chalo, but yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Eddie, like his um, his his run in WCW when he had that mask versus title match for the cruiserweight title with um with Rey Mysterio, and he comes out, he's got his mullet that's just soaking wet, just sopping wet. He's in his tights. And he just looks like he's a miserable, like, piece of shit. Like, he's like, I fucking hate everything. Look at this Cruiserweight title. I hate... It's like the big boss man and a Mexican dude. Like, it's <laughs> fucking incredible. And, like, less dogma. Anyway, back to this match. Um, shit happens. I like Miz's clothesline. I like Chavo's rolling Liger kick, you know? Yeah, no, the Liger kick was pretty sweet. I think Matt Striker actually points it out as much oh, strikers yeah. want to do but well like the only reason i know it as a rolling liger kick is because i watch fucking nxt and like we have moro ranallo who's like the less annoying matt striker i think matt striker just said it was like a nice rolling liger kick on commentary sick rolling jushin thunder liger kick it was... wrestled in japan <laughs> it was an interesting moment actually because i totally wasn't paying attention to this match because it's terrible. I was looking in the back of the crowd, right? Yeah. And there's this guy holding, like, right on hard camera, like, right in the middle of the camera shot, so you can see him perfectly. There's a guy holding up a sign that says, 
I went to MVPU, majored in bowling, right? Which what is the fuck? Well, you know, because like MVP and yeah, he's a bowler. But, like, but, but that, that probably took a lot of time for that guy to think of, <laughs> and he probably doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, but so that's not that notable on its own. But then you see like a security usher guy sprinting all the way across the hard camera from like the other side of the stands. And run over to the kite and rip it out of his hands. The it MVP said, sign? Yeah, it just said, I went to MVPU, majored in bowling. Really? And I was like, why did you take that out of his hands? Because I remember like seeing like security run past and grab a sign, but I wasn't paying attention, so I figured it was like a TNA sign or something. No, it's not like a dodgy sign, it's just like... Maybe a... they just maybe he just saw bald, <laughs> and he was just like, oh no. Anyway, I just thought it was notable, because... And for the rest of the uh, match, the guy whose sign got taken just kind of like, what? Like, what he, didn't, he didn't seem that like... Oh no, they took my sign. It's just really weird. No, I've never understood like the the fascination with taking people's fucking signs. I understand if it's something if like, it's something if it's like, like fuck like, you. Like if it's like in two thousand nine, it's like Chris Benoit was innocent. Like yeah, it's something on hard like, camera, sure. But. Something like if it's if it's like a Benoit, if it's like obscenities, take it away. But like some dicks like holding like like I, I remember there was one where I was like this sign didn't get confiscated but it was like a sign that said Roman Reigns and his fans eat Tide Pods <laughs> and I don't think that got taken away from security and I'm glad because yeah. that's that's like it's a joke you know like you gotta let fans have fun because they fucking paid to be there and if they don't get to have fun and they paid for it in all likelihood they're not gonna pay for it again yeah they're gonna go to a shitty Vince Russo TNA show or something <laughs> where they can hold up dumb signs Hey guys, I love Rhino. Here's his best friend. What was happening in TNA in 2008? I don't fucking know. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. Probably like... AJ Styles. AJ Styles was doing something. Um, When was Immortal or Fortune or something? I think that was was 2009. Okay. And then I think... um, Yeah, it was 2009 because... 2008's not that far removed from the weekly pay-per-view sort of thing they had going. No, they were on Fox Sports for, like, like 2007. I don't don't know the fucking history of TNA, right? (laughs) I know know during this period, Rhino was there, and so was Joe and AJ. That's about it. Ric Flair. Oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, he was there. He was in TNA during this period because I looked on my, like, YouTube video thing. It was, like, list of releases. Rick Flair. Well, yeah, because he got retired at WrestleMania 24 by HBK, right? Yeah, so. yeah, but he was still under contract as a legend, and then they fired oh. him. Yeah, because... no, is he released? Because he comes back for WrestleMania 25. Oh! So he wouldn't be released yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wouldn't be in TNA yet, because he had no. his appearance at 25. Yeah, I think it was 2010, like, he okay, eventually... Yeah. Or 2009, he eventually goes... Anyway, we're off traffic. <laughs> Rick Flair, yeah. Rick Flair, so... Rick Flair should have won a championship scramble match. I'm surprised they didn't have those in the 80s. <laughs> look, you should make the worst facial expression. Look, look behind the scenes. I'm drinking a beer. I need a few more beers. <laughs> I I should have had a cigarette before this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, and then um, Matt Hardy um, hits his bulldog clothesline shit like thing. Yeah, kicks worst someone. looking thing ever. I like it. And then he, and then he, hit, and then he pins Chavo with... Do you remember what move he pins Chavo with? The, the twist of fate? No, it's a move that has never pinned anyone else. 
the side effect. Oh, really? Yeah, he pins him off a fucking side effect. Well, the only the only time I've seen that be damaging is when he did it to edge off the fucking stage. Like, I think, well, I think in these matches, a lot of moves that wouldn't normally get pins get pinned. So I think that's, like, um, forgivable. Well, yeah, it's like an Iron Man match where it's yeah. like... Well, no, or two even, out of three falls. Like there was no, even in Iron Man matches, they usually take falls like finishes and high impact moves. But in championships, grammars, there are a lot of pinfalls to just. Very well, like one of one of my favorite moves. two out of three falls matches is because I'm a smart who can only afford one wrestling subscription service. Is um, Cesaro versus Sami Zayn in NXT, um, and I think it was the. Yeah, it was like the second or first fall by Cesaro. It, it's got to be the second fall. He gets it by submission with a rear chin lock. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's just him wearing him down and then Sammy going, like, I need to preserve myself. I better tap out. Yeah. And, like, I can understand that in matches like this where it's, like, the energy you expend, like, escaping a submission oh, or escaping... psychology is so advanced. It's not that advanced. It's, I know, it's, that's an, it's, it's the point literally, I it's, it's at the same fucking level as, like... During the match, you targeted my arm, and then the finish involves me punching you in the arm and then doing my finisher. Like, it's it's about Shayna Baszler. (laughs) No, her gimmick is she just like stomps on poor Dakota Kai. Oh no, that's what she did to Ember Moon. Oh yeah, but like she just stomped on her arm and did that a bit. I'm I'm still in like traumatic shock from when she did it to Dakota Kai on NXT because I fucking love Dakota Kai. Like nerd. Oh man, I can't believe that two dudes who do a podcast about wrestling from almost ten years ago <laughs> are fucking nerds. Like, and then we go off topic again because um, you know, as this shit's happening, clock counting down. Ten, ten nine. nine. I'm not doing fuck this. over. <laughs> Whoa, hey, step up, bring it. Whoa, Whoa hey. hey, somebody gonna get what? their wigs split? No, you forgot to say. What's up? What's up? Somebody what's up? Their... What's up? What what's up? No, that's what's... the wrong black guy. Our uh, <laughs> just comes and he's like, "I went to prison, but now I've seen the light." Have you been to prison? No, I'm just black, and that's what Vince thinks every black guy's done. Two black guys come out, and neither of them are Roger, so you're a little racist. Fuck off. <laughs> he said, what's up, and his theme is close. Does Tony Atlas come to ringside? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't come to ringside, but he comes out. Okay, yeah. He's one of the other managers that Yeah, because I was going to think, like, has, has there been a more useless manager in recent memory than fucking Tony Atlas? Tony Atlas is amazing. He doesn't talk. He does talk. Yeah, not well. I mean, like he's, he's, he still talks. Yeah, but Mark Henry's a better talker. He doesn't provide... Like, Mark Henry's not that good of a talker. He did that one good, like... His entire... Promo. His entire Hall of Pain run. Sexual chocolate. He, he showed up some yelled, He just kind of yelled about Hall of Pain. For yeah, and that's a good, unique promo style. Like, that's I good. mean, alright, Braun's a good talker for yelling Braun. Right. Braun's, <laughs> Braun's more charismatic than people give him credit for. He is, but they don't let him talk that much. So no, like, like the mixed match challenge is oh, the most like kind of like diversity we've seen out of the character. When he beat Kane in that last man standing match for the qualify for the elimination chamber, I think Cole or someone interviewed him as he was standing over Kane, and he was like, "Man, what'd you do that for? That's intense. Like you didn't have to like flip the table on the guy." And he was like, "Kurt said last man standing. I'm the last man standing." <laughs> Like, I thought it was going to be like, I opened up a roster spot for a Chavo Guerrero return. <laughs> He's going to be my bodyguard with Bam Neely. 
But yeah, Mark Henry enters, and all three of them look fucking terrified. Until it's they the te- typical big man sport. Yeah, until they just team up on him, they beat him up, and then Mark Henry does like the big shove and just shoves fucking three people. And this was before Matt Hardy was fat, so this was possible. Yeah. Like, Matt Hardy's looking physically good, like, apart from his beard, like, that's the only unattractive thing, like, about him. Like. How dare you? you Mark Henry is a perfect ten. I was talking about Matt Hardy. Oh, Matt Hardy. I thought Mark, you said Mark Henry. No, I said Matt Hardy Mark because Henry. he's like, he's like, Matt, we're talk- Matt Hardy's. Because we were talking about like, where like, he's not fat yet. Yeah. Or- Mr. Mr. Checks his phone, doesn't hear what I fucking said. No, I'm looking at the notes. No, I saw to get you back looking. On topic. I saw you look. All right. I'm on topic and then like, Mark No, Henry. you're talking about how much of a boner you have for one of the Hardy boys that's not the attractive one. Jeff Hardy, because he got the braids out, we'll get into that later, yeah, he doesn't yeah. look like as much of a dirty hippie anymore, as, <laughs> as you put it. Last, yes, he looks like episode. a bloody dirty hippie. But yeah. Um, I voted for Reagan. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you weren't born. Wrong country too, I mean. I mean, I don't, I, two here. <laughs> I don't know which, what, what kind of fucking citizen you are. Um, so yeah, he kills everyone, hits Chavo with World's Strongest Slam, Gets to pin. Henry is the current champ. Yeah, it took him like a minute. Like, I was... He's slow. Incredibly predictable. Like... Yeah, oh no, Henry came in. Oh no, he's the current champ. Like, it's yeah. a very, like... It's, it's either... I know, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, he's sick. Very rarely do these matches get unpredictable, and oftentimes, unless well, you... No, got... I think that this is the only predictable one, to be honest. Uh, the world one was... Like, the raw one was unpredictable, but, like... In a very, it doesn't make fucking sense way. I think the WWE Championship one was I, great. I love. I actually that was probably I was just the best. Meaning the result, I kind of, kind of saw it coming, but I didn't. I, like I thought it wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it was. It was a very like towards the end. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll fucking... we need to finish this bloody terrible ECW. Well, one the time. reason we're fucking like. We're not talking about this one. is because it's it's fucking garbage. Like, Henry hits a garbage bear hug. And then, like, eventually Finley enters and Swoggle goes under the ring. So there's one bodyguard who doesn't, like, <laughs> Yeah, fucking, that's true. Like, just but leave. he plays a part, I guess. Actually, an interesting thing, I think, just before Finley enters, the um, camera cuts to, like, a straight-up shot of Mrs. Face. And he is wearing the proverbial... Yeah, he got busted open hard way because the, there's no bleeding. So yeah, the PGRO. So the random there's dude... There's been a lot of bleeding over the last few papers. Yeah, actually, well, like, lately we've been having a bit of accidental bleeding as well, because there's no blading. Like, yeah. they don't blade It's anymore. just weird that the start of the PG era had so much blood. Well, it's fucking... It's it's hard way as well. Like, it's... And I... I yeah, have, I'm not saying that he'd, like... I have no idea what spot, like, Miz got busted open on. I'm just going to assume Mark Henry did it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... He's, he's, he's no Ahmed Johnson in terms of, like, not being safe. And fuck, I'm, I'm being racist again, aren't I? You are. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's, he's, like, not the... Like, he's a big motherfucker who will kill you. Yeah. But, yeah, Finley enters. Um, Finley just spams DDTs. Uh, Swoggle does the distraction and Finley hits him with the shillelagh. Do you guys know how to spell shillelagh? Because Lewis doesn't know how to spell shillelagh. Okay, so we looked at my notes before this and I don't, like, I don't worry about spelling on my notes because, like, as long as I know what's going on, like, no one's going to fucking read these things (laughs) except Jack reads them and he makes fun of me because, hang on, where do I spell shillelagh? Uh, You spelled it uh, she, like, S-H-E. And then lay, like, lay cool. cool. (laughs) But he just did that twice. He was like, 
She lay lay. <laughs> it was more because I didn't know how to spell it, and I'm like, I'll spell it out in a way so I obviously know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and it's true. I'm like, Shalala. Yeah. There you go. Shalala. I'm not going to be like, get some with the Shalala. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's fine. And yeah, so Finley hits the Shalala and throws Henry out of the ring, I think, and then hits. Celtic cross on fucking somebody. This match was hard yeah, to Yeah, boy. Who does he hit the Celtic cross on, like? I don't fucking know. This match sucks. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. And then, um... Yeah, then Hardy does, like, a fucking twist of fate. And on Miz, and then Hardy pins Miz. And I think it was at this point that I noticed Miz was bleeding a lot. Yeah. And then Henry spams a bunch of World's Strongest Slams. Oh, he hit the Celtic cross on Matt Hardy. Oh, thank you. There you go. That that that's great that he's that Matt Hardy sold so well for that move that he got up and he hit fucking Miz with a twist of fate and like beat him like. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I'm just looking at the pinfalls right now. The first pinfall is on Matt Hardy, and the second pinfall is by Matt Hardy, and then the fourth pinfall is on Matt Hardy, and then the last and final spoiler alert is Matt Hardy pinning the Miz. Yeah, it's like. Oh. Matt Hardy just had a really wonky, uh, wonky old match here. This, this like the ending to this. He got match. damaged enough to get pinned twice and still won the match. Well, the ending to this match was like the biggest fucking cluster. Like it literally ends with, yeah, with no, everyone on top of each other near the ropes, yeah. just kind of like dry humping the fuck <laughs> out of each other. I hate to go keep going back to dry humping. Matt yeah. Hardy gets the final pinfall with three minutes and thirty seconds left in the match. Yeah, so which is too long to like get the last pin. Too long. Yeah. Um actually yeah, both of the other matches have their pinfalls in like the last five seconds. Um Yeah, which is like the good way. It's like it's like if you have an Iron Man match that goes for like thirty minutes, you're not gonna have like the last, like, deciding full, like, three minutes beforehand and just have, like, the guy in a fucking chin lock for the rest of the fucking yeah. time limit, like... So, I th- yeah, the end to the match is just Matt Hardy playing, like, a, as Matt Stryker and Todd Grisham put it, a prevent defense, which they both point out never works in football, so why would it work? In- I don't know enough about football. I just assumed it worked, because yeah. it worked here. Well, no, except- it never works in football. That's the thing. The best defense in football is to kneel for the national anthem, of like, course. clearly. Except Take in the in. XFL, because they're not going to allow that yeah. shit. <laughs> Vince is like, I don't like my wrestlers. Oh, not even wrestlers. I don't even know. I don't like my XFL imagine star if, supers. Imagine if JoJo kneels for the national anthem at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Vince just comes out and he goes, enough of that political bullshit. We don't want to be reminded of, of our country. And then someone's like, well, why do you play the national anthem at the start? Then he's like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so clusterfuck. Yeah, so Winner and new ECW champ is fucking Matt Hardy. Mark Henry just keeps hitting the world's strongest slam on everyone. And Matt Hardy keeps jumping on him. That's basically the last three minutes. And then, and then as the match ends, Matt Stryker with the line of the night... The winner is arguably everyone's favourite wrestler, Matt Hardy. Hardy. Yes, that is fucking arguable. <laughs> so arguable. I really hope he said that, like, like on purpose. Yeah. yeah, like, he was just like, everyone's favourite fucking wrestler, I mean, arguably. I thought, I thought the last minute, even though it was a clusterfuck, I think the, in quotes, psychology, because I hate that word. Psychology. to wrestling. Was pretty, like, it was legit. He was standing in the ring kind of trying to stop anything from happening, which I think is what 
would happen in a legitimate match. Yeah, but it's like it's this. like it's like psychology. Some people like to point out like a match from the fucking like seventies or eighties and be like, "Look at that psychology!" And it's just a dude like in a headlock for like five minutes. And I'm like, "Yeah, but if I watch it, I'm fucking bored to tears." And this match, like. Well, psychology doesn't have to be boring. No, it doesn't have to be, but in this case, it fucking is. (laughs) And, like, this match, it wasn't just boring to me, it genuinely physically hurt me to watch it. I had to... Unfortunate. I had to take a break halfway through this match because it was just so god-awful to sit through. And, like, this is a show I've seen, like, 20 times as a kid because I had the DVD and I, I loved every part of this show. Looking back, this match fucking sucked. I didn't. I I think you're being way too harsh on it. To be honest, oh, but it's I think just it was so... decent, especially for the first match type of its kind. I don't think that the world championship matches would have learnt much from just sitting in the back and watching this one. But I think for a match type that literally no one has ever been in before, it was pretty decent. Uh, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah, agree because, to disagree. That's because fine. because we're we're good buddies. <laughs> we 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 talk about politics sometimes. We we agree to disagree. Yeah, but um, it's just that's like kind of the finish, I guess. Yeah, well, it was just it was like the reason it was so like offensive to me, like f- it physically hurt me, was because it starts off with like oh this innovative match type, whatever, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, TLC, trying to tell you that this is on the same par, and you get to set the pace for not only the show but all of the matches in the future. It was hideously average and underwhelming. Okay, I'll let you have the last word on that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Jeff hug backstage. Yeah, which is interesting considering what they end up doing towards the end of the year and the start of 2009. Yeah, well, it wasn't the plan at this point either. Yeah, I know, but just kind of looking back on it when you know what's going to happen is really weird because Matt Hardy legitimately seems like, yeah, fuck yeah, go ahead yeah. and win it, Jeff. Well, it's it's like they're going to be the first like brother tandem in modern history to win like dueling major heavyweight championships (laughs) if you can which they call the ecw championship major heavyweight championship i suppose they considered it at the time yeah that's why fucking mark henry had it that's why matt hardy has it now they bring up the uh, start of the phone poll for this pay-per-view should vicky guerrero have allowed big show into the uh championship scramble now now did you watch like the roars or smackdowns in between this i have not seen any cool because i'm gonna explain this thing to you because it is the most funny fucking thing and i wish there was more shit like it on tv so basically vicky guerrero announces like the the qualifying matches for the championship scramble right and she announces like a battle royal with a bunch of just fucking dudes in it right like, a bunch of basically just job guys. Like yeah. Kendrick's in there as well. Who, oh, I wonder who wins. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a job guy. So, basically, um, and Big Show shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm really excited about the championship scramble. What's going to be my qualifying match? And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I completely forgot about you. <laughs> I, I guess that's a bit of an oversight on my part. My bad. And Big Show is just like, oversight. <laughs> oversight. <laughs> I can't do a Big Show voice. It either sounds like fucking Undertaker or Scooby Doo. <laughs> Let's go. I've got to find a middle ground. <laughs> Oversight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at my dick. <laughs> You're laughing way too much at that. Holy the shit! That voice was perfect. It was 
so Scooby Doo. Roverside. Look at my And so basically, and basically he's like, "Fine, whatever, whatever, man." And then during the battle royal, he comes out and he chucks everyone over the top rope. But like, as he chucks the last person, Kendrick, over the top rope. Ezekiel Jackson catches him. Oh, no. And Big Show comes in and he's like, yeah. And then the referees are conferring and then they're just like, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this match, V, Brian, Kendrick. <laughs> and like, and like Vicky Guerrero, like, just like, is mad at like Big Show and like fucking foreshadowing. And then the Brian Kendrick comes in and does his awesome dance and then Ezekiel Jackson puts his jacket back on and I'm just like, nice. fuck yes. <laughs> Like literally, this period of Brian Kendrick—it's—it's it's literally just like a month-long period where Brian Kendrick is the best thing I have ever seen in wrestling. Best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread number two. It's—it's ah. sliced bread with shit on it, <laughs> which is exactly what happens to fucking Kendrick. Like a few months after this, anyway, Jesus. So that was the phone call. I so guess. they literally had the SmackDown announce team there <laughs> just to talk about the mobile poll, and then they switched to the Raw announce team. <laughs> So I think after that and after the Hardy Boys vignette, they do a contrasting look of Triple H and CM Punk. Oh yeah, which I thought was hilarious, right? So Why? they're both they're both the champs, right? Going into their rumble matches. Triple H is in like a nice, well lit dressing room. He's on the nice side of the screen. And like, CM Punk, he's he's watching Batman and he's drinking a soda and not listening to country music. <laughs> no, he's standing in like a dank, dark alleyway in like. <laughs> back of the stadium and it's like the CM Punk just like because of his alternative gimmick that Vince thinks he has just hang out in like poorly lit parts of the arena I'm I'm pretty sure it's because JBL banned him from the locker room because he wouldn't drink any Jack Daniels (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious they keep going the CM Punk like alternative gimmick just like I, I guess you, you can like point out how different he is without making it seem super fucking dumb because he is different. He just looks, he's like Batman. He hangs out in like shitty little caves. CM Punk is the skinny <laughs> fat Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, and here comes probably one of my favorite matches on the card up next. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, bringing the bringing the bringing the hood to you. you. Oh, shit. It's I... Crime Time versus Legacy. Well, not Legacy, like, now, because it's just Rhodes and DiBiase priceless at this point, because... It's always Legacy. No, 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 because there were Rhodes and DiBiase, and the only... The only, like, the only interaction they've had with Randy Orton before this show is Randy made his return from injury still in a sling because he had a motorcycle accident because he's Randy fucking Orton. <laughs> and he comes out, and he just buries everyone. Because he's in St. Louis, right? He's in his home fucking town. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri, bro. And he comes out and he basically goes, Oh, Beth Phoenix is shit, isn't she? Oh, Santino. Oh, fucking get out of here, mate. <laughs> get out of here. Fucking Rhodes and DiBiase. Why do you sound like Moss from the IT crowd? Like, you don't know what you're talking Rhodes about. Rhodes and DiBiase? More Think like... about Rhodes and DiBiase. They always try to walk it in. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like Rhodes and DiBiase, more like Chodes and DiBiase. Oh, oh god! But basically, he's just like shitting on them, and then he shits on CM Punk, and that comes across as really bad because he just shat on a bunch of heels, and then he shat on the babyface in his hometown where he's getting cheered. So it's like a fucking burial. But yeah, and then Rhodes and DiBiase are like, 
hey, fuck you, man. We're, we're cool, man. Like, yeah. And then Randy's like, you, Crime Time last week took you, like, stole your championship belts. Like, literally. Hey, as Mike Stryker... As not Matt Stryker. Mike says, Stryker. <laughs> as the commentary says, Michael, I think Michael Cole actually dropped this one. It wasn't stealing. It was more like long-term borrowing. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want the Repo Man back in this era, and he just starts repossessing shit, even though it's like... He just repos all the titles from everyone. <laughs> what was That'd that? be amazing. Did, did you we ever... need to get that done. Did you ever see the angle on... This is very off-topic, but there was an early angle on Raw where Macho Man was on commentary, and the Repo Man came out and stole his cowboy hat. <laughs> and like backstage was like I repossessed your cowboy hat what are you gonna do about it oh boys and then Randy Hunt just fucking beat him and took back his cowboy hat and was very like torn up about it he's like I don't have any more of that that's my only cowboy hat like Elizabeth took all my other fucking cowboy hats classic classic shit but yeah so Price was lost to Cena in a handicap match and Crime Time stole their belts and then yeah. but held him hostage got a title match out of it and then Rhodes and DBLC got him back and, uh, yeah, this match starts off, and I really, really like this match. Cause, like, it's crime, really good. Yeah, crime time start off real strong. Like, Shad's a fucking beast. JTG is fucking sick. Yeah, no, they have really good uh, double team moves. Um, there's, I think we'll get to it in, like, a few... Like, it's toward, more towards the, mid of the, uh, the middle of the match, but especially the one that really stood out to me was Rhodes and DBRC standing on the outside, and then JTG, as Shad's standing like at the ropes facing them and um jtg like runs across the ring jumps at shad shad like lifts him up over his head in midair and like chucks him onto oh yeah it's it's like really it's really good shit like i i never really like realized why crime time was so popular it's because they have excellent fucking double team yeah no they're actually like really good chemistry together i don't Mm. think it's just like the like white kids being like oh the gimmick brooklyn brooklyn (laughs) It's 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 very good and like they're 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 kind of they have like they're basically like the good black version of Cass and Enzo basically because you have the combination of Shad being a fucking giant and JTG. Shad is way better than Big Cass. And JTG is like I would take JTG over two hundred thousand Enzo Amores. Yeah, maybe not on the mic. JTG is good on the mic, but I don't know. Enzo gets all the catchphrases and that sort of thing. But yeah, but JTG once had a pair of glasses that had yo, 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 yo written on Those them. Those were fucking sick. And and Cena was like, because he used the word respect in a WWE magazine interview, Cena was like, you know what? Wait, you're not you're not getting your glasses on WWE shop. <laughs> straight out of JTG's great book. But yeah, this, this is like a really good match. Like, good, like, double-team moves. Cody Rhodes does a fucking moonsault, which is great, even though he's a heel. He has new tights on that say Prince of Pro Wrestling and fucking, um... Matt, um, I keep thinking Matt Stryker's on commentary for Matt Stryker is very they different. They keep pointing, pointing it out like, oh, he got new tights? Prince of Pro Wrestling, boys? Well, I think they did it because he sold off his knee pads to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> he wears his knee pads, man. No more knee pads. Oh, maybe that knee pads look so weird. Maybe he just didn't wear knee pads because, like, this is the first one that they're on, isn't it? Like, this is the first Rhodes and DiBiase pay per view, isn't it? 
uh, well, we have seen them before. So yeah, they, yeah, this is the first one they're on that we're reviewing. So, like, maybe he just didn't wear fucking, like... Right, they were tag team for so long. Well, yeah, because, like, Cody, like, betrayed they, Hardcore Holy to be with Ted DiBiase. They wrestled at SummerSlam 09 as well, so it's, like, at least a year. Oh, yeah, they're, they're like, it's, they're straight up together they kind of go from, 2010. Yeah, they kind of go from feuding with Crime Term to feuding with DX, and then when DX breaks up, then they kind of start to break up a bit. Yeah, boy. Actually, no, I think the WrestleMania 26 six is where they have their payoff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, well, is I that a triple threat match? Yeah. It's triple threat. Wow, and Randy, Randy just beat them both. really had a WrestleMania match like that. Wow. That's unfortunate. We'll, we'll get to it in two years. <laughs> I feel like that should be the catchphrase of our podcast. We'll get to it. Yeah, in about three months, we'll hear about that. <laughs> but yeah, awesome ending sequence. Way more than three months. And this, this bit is an awesome ending sequence. Crime Time are going for, like, their finish where it's, like, Shad's got him over, like, their head on, like, in the fireman's carry, and JTG's gonna do, like, a diving corkscrew neckbreaker fucking clusterfuck. But it gets interrupted, and JTG, like, jumps over, and it ends up in, like, a small package, but it gets, like, kicked over by one of them. And, yeah, it's, no, and, then, it, and then it gets turned into, like, another small package by someone else. Shad, Shad, um, Shad hits DBRC, and, uh, as JTG is rolled up roads in a small package, and as DBRC falls over from the Shad hit, Oh, um, yeah. He rolls the pin over, so Rhodes pins DBRC. Um, no, Rhodes pins um, JTG. And I th- I really liked it because Shad doesn't turn back when he's climbing out of the ring to go to the corner because he just assumes that the count's for JTG. I don't know. I really liked that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty neat. I thought it was a really good finish. I'm not a basic wrestling fan ever. You love psychology, <laughs> but crime time are pissed off. They are very pissed off. And they, they start brawling, but then, out of the darkness... Brawling with prices, we should say to each other. That does that bit doesn't come yet. No, yeah, the, the boy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then a mystery stranger who looks like, like a thick Carlito, but like he's wearing like... Shitty Kofi Kingston tights that are too small for Chitty him. boy. He's got some. He's got some nice titties. <laughs> he literally like. When should we tell him that it's fucking Manu? Yeah, when it comes in like 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 the next two segment. Se- yeah, yeah, like like literally like two segments later. Like, I didn't know who it was, but then it was Manu, and I for- I actually looked it up afterwards. I forgot that like Legacy had like a Samoan part of it for like well, a it, couple weeks. It ends up being like they they. It was a, he was originally supposed to be a part of Legacy with fucking um, Deuce from Deuce and Dominic. Yeah, no, that's a, no, but uh, they they both get become part of Legacy. Him and Deuce. Yeah, but then they get shit on, and then yeah, they, they get and kicked, then they get fired. They get kicked out, and then they feud with Rhodes and DBRC for a bit, and then they're just never heard of again. Well, well Manu was apparently fu- like he Manu big star lasts months after this. He literally he apparently got fired because he had a shit attitude, and then um. Sim Snooker. Does he get fired after his WrestleMania debacle at the next WrestleMania? Yeah, Sim Snooker gets fired after he fucks up the camera thing. Yeah, when... I suppose we'll get to it, but there's no harm in talking about it. We'll bloody well get to it, how he almost murdered the fucking Undertaker. Undertaker and HBK at WrestleMania 25. Jesus Christ. Undertaker does his patented... Well, back then it was patented. He really didn't do it after 
WrestleMania 26, I think. He couldn't fucking do it. He jumps over the top rope, and HBK was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and he threw it, and he, like... Because the the, the spot was supposed to be he'd pull the cameraman in. Well, the spot was the camera was meant to catch him, and then he was out of position, and HBK yanked him over, like, Carlos, come here and... Please please catch catch this boy, and he fucking does And he doesn't even drop the camera, and he tries, like, one arm catch the Undertaker flying over the top rope. How shit have you got to be to fuck that up? Right on his neck he looked full dead like what did you what did you learn from your dad you like man's got had to kill yeah I was gonna (laughs) say like if he ends up killing his mistress like that's all we learn from his dad but like (laughs) how Jimmy Snogger killed his mistress (laughs) Undertaker was his mistress (laughs) we figured it out boys it's a shoot mistress (laughs) shoot mistress it's a work mistress or Jimmy Snooker killed his kayfabe mistress (laughs) Jesus Christ but yeah, anyway, I, so that's the finish. Yeah, I love this match except for Manu because Manu is shit. My favorite part of this match was about midway through the match. Uh, Cole's just you know talking his Cole stuff. Catchphrase, oh, dime catchphrase, piece. Catchphrase. This is the oh, dime yeah. piece. And he talks about how JTG and Shad have this feature on WWE.com called Word Up, and they have like a word of the day. And today's word of the day on Word Up on WWE.com, not the network yet. They're not spreaking that. Is uh, just dime right piece. after the right after the dirt sheet comes yeah. the word up. Dime <laughs> piece, dime piece, which Cole explains means a beautiful woman, a ten out of ten. And Jerry Law was like, "I've been hanging out with a lot of. I'd rather hang out with some dime pieces." Yeah, he's and, like, "I don't want to hang out with you, Cole. I want to hang out with some dime pieces." And we were talking about it before, and I'm like, "Well, what Jerry Law really meant was that he wanted to hang out with some girls who were ten Not years a 10 old." Out of 10. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah, sick burn. And and you laughed and like was like, "That's so fucked up." And now on a second so time, you're just like, "That's pretty fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> also, another highlight of the commentary: Cole is. Once again, talking his catchphrase and that Cole just never stops talking in catchphrases. And then uh, Jerry Lawler actually is just like, do you ever stop talking, Michael? Do you ever just sit back and enjoy the Yeah, match? that was so weird. Like, why did he do that? Oh, well, I thought it was pretty, um, pretty funny, actually, because that's just... It doesn't make any sense, though. They're, they're commentary. I know they they're are the comment- commentary team. I know they're commentary, but everyone likes to shit on Cole for, like, being a terrible commentator, so... I, I, even Lawler's telling him to shut up. I don't think he was that terrible. Like, I, I like he's not heel, so he's not obnoxious yet, but, like... Heel Michael Cole is the worst part about this podcast that we're going to have to get to. I, I can't wait for Heel Michael Cole. It's going to be so bad. I'm going to shit on the coal mine. You're going to shit all over the... Like, you're going to stick your ass in the top bit of it. No, but, like, that... Ugh. That takes up so much of pay-per-view time. It takes Jack up a WrestleMania match Jack with Swagger Jack Swagger's being, like, his... Michael Cole's like trainer and stuff. Thank God we've got two years like of not heal Michael Cole. This podcast will be finished by the time that we. I will have get a. Ner- I will have a nervous breakdown before we cover heal Michael Cole just so I can get out of this shit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that's the tag match. That was a good tag match. It was. And up next, the unsunctioned match as Lillian Garcia. As she calls says, it. I fucking love Lillian. HBK, Garcia. the Harper Kid. Mr. WrestleMania himself at Unforgiven, well, Shawn Michaels. Well, here's the thing. You think all of those are different people. I do. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Mr. Versus, WrestleMania. Versus Y2J, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. 
missed a lot of nicknames because he's pretty creative. The man Chris of a thousand and like four. whatever. Yeah, a thousand four holds. That was the shit. Chris. Victim, victim of a WCW w- conspiracy theory. I think lots of people in WCW were late victims of conspiracy theory, especially because Chris Benoit is innocent. So I... Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for a single thing that I've done to you or your family, Sean. As a matter of fact, I'm quite proud of it. I am going to finish you off forever. Do you understand me, Sean Michaels? All the pain and all the suffering that you have put me through is going to rain down on you at Unforgiven. I have one thing only in mind. An eye. For an eye. No rules, no constrictions, no liabilities. Sean, if I accept this unsanctioned match, forget about your career. We're talking about your entire life. My only hope is that someday God can forgive me for what I do to you. So that's the unsanctioned match. Yeah, it's good. Alright, we're done with that. Now, unsanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point of the pay-per-view because it's unforgiven. I was like, oh, do you want to gloss over this? And he's like, no, it's kind of the point of the pay-per-view. And I'm like, no, but I love that Divas Championship match. <laughs> I just really need to talk about that. Okay? Maurice, she's got some nice theme music where it's like, oh, no, that's no, so no, bad. No. Anyway. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> it's French. They think this fucking fine. So in the so, uh, the so, match starts with HBK coming out to his super fun theme music while he looks a bit depresso. Yeah, I thought that was like I guess now more than ever it kind of hits me that the sexy boy theme music really didn't suit him at all during this run. Oh, well, during this particular like six months, it didn't. Well, even fit him even in like his normal run, it like sexy boy didn't fit him because he was like, I'm born again Christian, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but I. What else are you gonna put there? Like, like that that hit song from someone that played on like um fucking CFM once, where it was like, "I'm gonna break, 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 break your heart." <laughs> Hell yeah! I just don't think that they could have come up with a fitting theme for him apart from it. Well, that's probably why they didn't give him a new one, right? I don't know. Play like "Hearts on Fire," the hymn I sung in high school. I don't sure. fucking know. Anyway, so HBK comes out in jeans, cowboy boots, and a black tank top. Jericho think, comes out in his fucking trunks. Yeah. Like, that that pissed me off. As uh, HBK's walking down to the ring, Cole's like, I was talking to HBK before, oh, yeah. and I asked him about this match, and he only said one thing to me before leaving. He was like, Joshua 620, and then he walked off. And apparently, jo- according to Cole, Joshua 620 says, I believe in the walls of Jericho. I believe those walls are coming down. So I took it upon myself... <laughs> To do a little bit of research. Oh, Christ. Joshua 6, or Joshua 6, like the chapter, is does talk about the city of Jericho. Ice cool. Joshua 620 in particular says nothing about Jericho nor walls. It's maybe, just it's, about, maybe you've just got a different copy of the Bible. Oh, I'm know. sure. It's just yeah. kind of talking about, like, the city in vague terms of Michael Cole. See, I would have Bible study on. I would have thought it was funny if Shawn Michaels just like you know Shawn Michaels is a very religious man, and he told me for this match the only thing he told me was to look up Leviticus eighteen twenty two. 
no man shall lie with another man as he does with a woman. And I was like, Sean, that's very homophobic. And it's just a double turn. Sean just gets his homophobic religious gimmick on. Oh, shit. And then Jericho just becomes gold dust, but as a baby face. It's going to be good. But yeah, so this is a fucking violent match. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, that's the point of an unsanctioned match. No, no bloody blade, though. Even though there's a sign that says we want blood. You'll get it, but hard way. <laughs> oh, no, I think the only blood this baby is the Miz. <laughs> well, no, Jericho's nose gets a little bit bloody, and then Jericho's arm gets, like, scraped on something. Oh, no, not Jericho's arm. Jericho's arm's bleeding pretty <laughs> fucking badly. Like to, like, to the point where the next night on Raw, he's, like, wearing, like, bandages all up his arm. But yeah, like, Michaels beats up Jericho, gets caught in the walls, Michaels does a fire... Best spot, best spot. Oh yeah, with the fire so extinguisher. Jericho gets put in the walls, and he's climbing... Uh, no, Shawn Michaels gets put in the walls, and he's climbing, climbing towards the rope, and he gets his hand out, everyone's like, yay! And then the referee's like, it's for sure an unsanctioned match, I can't do anything about you. He's like, one, two... <laughs> and so Shawn... I know someone put it there, but the camera cuts away pretty quick because I think someone's setting up a prop. Someone <laughs> just hands him yeah, a landscape with yeah. a betrayal or something. Like. Hands him a fire extinguisher. He flips around, gives Jericho the old fire extinguisher to the face to allow I fucking love applause. that spot so goddamn much. Like, he just sprays it in his face and then he hits him with it. And then eventually fucking um, Jericho just starts getting punchies to the eyes and it's just Punched like, in the mouth. But then Cade, Lance Cade, fucking, he ran out. Lance Cade, boys. It's the fucking most useless run out ever. So he, like, runs out and, like... Well, no, it's actually pretty useful. Well, like, at first, like, yeah, they've beat up, like, Charles Michaels. They've got him in, like, the chair wrapped on his arm. This match goes for, like, 26 minutes. So a good 10 minutes of it is just Lance Cade. Yeah, I would would just recommend you watch this match. It's really good. I, I really enjoy it. And it's just, like, um... Eventually, Michael's like escapes him and just lays. This whole is like. Oh yeah, it's it's the best thing going on in WWE right now that isn't Hornswoggle. Like it's it's solid shit. And then like HBK like lays out Lance Cade and Jericho puts them both on the table like in a sex position, which is great. Yeah, and then Jericho, no Jericho rolls off the table to start with. Does and, he? Yeah, Jericho and then Shawn Michaels like halfway up the turnbuckles, and so it's like jump off and like like kind of pick Jericho up and just lie him on top of Lance Cade. To be fair, I'm sure Jericho was in big fucking pain because he went through a table, like, off the top rope. That was... Actually, no, that was a sick one. We should talk about that. Oh, yeah. Like, so he Jericho's, hits him with a chair. Like, unprotected... Yeah. Well, sort of protected chair shot to Jericho's the climbing up the top rope to... I don't know. I've never seen Chris Jericho do an actual move off the top rope. I've seen him do a bloody, bloody double axe handle. Before. Oh yeah, sure. He, that and, was part of his comeback for ages. And that's actually how Shawn Michaels turns the tide and the momentum in his favor. Turns he kicks, the tide parts. He kicks Lance Cade off him into the rope, which makes Jericho fall down. And then he just kind of whacks Chris Jericho in the head. And he falls onto a table that had been set up before for Jericho to try and powerbomb. And, and the edge of the, the table, table like wraps around Jericho's yeah, fucking pretty forehead gnarly. as well. So you're like, I'm I'm really glad the the chair shot they did it was to the head, but Jericho got both of his arms up, and I was really glad for that because it didn't make me go like, oh fuck, Chris is gonna bend himself, like, <laughs> Jesus, Chris is gonna bend himself. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I think of whenever I see, like, an unprotected chair shot of the head. Like, Undertaker's especially guilty of this. I've seen so many Undertaker chair shots of the head. How about we just watch the Royal Rumble 1999? I mean, <sighs> there's, like, nine of them. In, I'm just like, I'm just going to watch and just be like, well, how many of these people are dead now? No, it's just Mick Foley getting hit in the, chair, in the oh. head with a chair nine times by the rock. Jesus Christ, and Mick you Foley's know how basically You know dead. how I know it's not protected? Because he's got his hands handcuffed behind his back. Oh, yeah, the I Quit match. <laughs> yeah, where, the I Quit match. Literally, where, where after the match, like, you've seen Beyond the Mat, have yeah. you? Yeah, after the match, his, his like, wife and his kid are like crying yeah no he what wrote, the fuck dad he wrote in his book like for two years he just didn't talk to the rock because he was like so all salty about getting in the head well, of the it was chair more be- it was more because the rock just didn't talk to him afterwards yeah. like jesus christ it was so fucking we're not going to talk about that that match makes me feel very uncomfortable <laughs> i'd rather see joey ryan dick plex people <laughs> all fucking day than that like so hbk jumps off the top row through the announce table with your boys on it. And instead of selling it like a normal person, HBK yeah, just, just gets up and gets like, yeah, yeah, boys, just don't do that. I hope God can someday forgive okay. me for not selling <laughs> doing an elbow drop. God will forgive me, but I don't think superstar Billy Graham will. <laughs> Jesus. I, this match is fucking great. Uh, so after the announce table, what the fuck does he do? Oh, he, oh yeah, he drags Jericho into the ring, takes off his belt, and just whips him for a yeah, while. It's a bit weird. Jesus sure. Christ. I and suppose he really is unforgiven. <laughs> it's not even like it's not it's a real belt he's shoot whipping the shit out of it yeah, you no, see the marks the, on his back he does he does that uh, actually earlier in the match with his boot he just kind of takes his cowboy boot off and hits Chris Jericho see I didn't think that it hurt that much like oh I mean alright we'll go outside and I'll hit you in the head with my shot after we finish well this. would you rather like like it's kind of like if you can hit someone would you rather like kick them in the face, which it's Sean's fucking move. Or would you hit them with your shoe? Like... I'm wearing Chuck Taylors. Yeah, they like, wouldn't fucking hurt. The point of it is it's like an unsanctioned, like, unforgiven match. He just wants yeah, to, Yeah, like, but Jericho could get him in a figure four toe lock, though. Oh, if he what? takes off his shoe, takes off his sock, gets, like, the <laughs> like a reverse ankle sure. lock and starts tickling the bottom of his foot, forcing him to submit because he's like, this is gay. I'm but yeah, so HBK, like, eventually, like, does a thing where he, like, grabs, like, he wraps up Jericho's arms, puts the belt around his own fist, and just punches him repeatedly. He kind of just restrains Jericho's arms and just hits him he in the face. He beats the fuck out at of At some him. point, Jericho kind of goes, un- Lance Cade obviously is dead at the announce table, and Jericho just kind of goes, unco- and that's the finish to the match. Jericho kind of... Goes limp and the referee's like, oh, he's pretty limp. That counts as a submission. And this then, and then Shawn Michaels super kicks the ref. Yeah, he's like, fuck off, ref. I'm gonna I, I, know, I know I'm supposed to be a nice boy, but I'm just going to kill you, fucking um, Marty Elias, referee <laughs> training. Oh, Jesus. It, that was an, it was an incredible match. And, like, I do kind of get why they did the decision victory because um, Jericho had the decision victory over Shawn Michaels yeah. at, at the bash. So it's like tit for tat kind of thing there hasn't been a real decisive finish yet and even though Michaels is kind of like I don't think they ever get a decisive finish I they, think this is the end of the feud right no they they have like um, they have I, I am 90% sure they have a ladder match next month nice hell yeah yeah I think I've seen the, the right, ladder sure. match yeah they, they I'm pretty sure they they have a ladder match next month mister I haven't seen any events from 2008 apart from I haven't seen any full events I've seen that match because it's fucking iconic 
Like, Jesus. But yeah. And uh, Sean just looks like he's a bit of a psycho and sexy boy playing. <laughs> yeah, he I kind think of looks cute. that grumpy with his triceps torn off and he's just like, <laughs> I think I'm cute. <laughs> I know I'm a fucking psycho. I kicked Marty, Janetti, and Elias. <laughs> you did well there, Lewis. Thank you. Backstage with Team Priceless and Manu. They look happy. Orton doesn't. Cody introduces Manu, son of Arthur, and then Orton just shits all over them. Yeah, Ted DiBiase is like, aren't you impressed, Randy? And Randy's like, you got lucky. Crime Time have had nothing. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Crime Times, they live on the street. (laughs) (laughs) They straight up rob your mother (laughs) trying to get that bread and butter. But, you know, yeah. They They took your watch while the neighborhood watch. Like, come on. So, Randy is just like, you have all this God-given talent and opportunity and you nearly lost to crime time who have, like, nothing. I'm not impressed. And then he walks off and they all look like a bit scolded children. And Manu's like, fuck. What did I get myself into? (laughs) Why why do I headbutt people with my goddamn afro? Like, Jesus. It was a pretty nothing segment which sets up a bit later in the show, Which sets up up Taz talking about how much he loves Motorhead and the mobile pole. Boom, 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 boom. There's no update yet. No, but, like, mobile pole. Text in, give him your money. Yeah, boy. There's um, no update on it yet, but the match is about to happen, so... I, I, well, love, I love how on the fucking network they have to blur out the phone yeah. number for it. So uh, is, is the best championship scramble, arguably. The WWE championship scramble. Triple H as the WWE champion on SmackDown. Triple H on SmackDown, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, Triple H decided he wanted to work Tuesdays <laughs> because they could, like, put in that, like, sweet crowd pop with their fucking yeah, iMovie boy. so you didn't hear anyone booing him. Triple H, at this point, is the most obnoxious he's ever been. Like, this point. He's also probably the most popular person in the company. Oh, but it's like... Like, on one of the SmackDowns... He's, like, in charge of SmackDown. There's no one else. On the SmackDown, like, before this... He, like, comes out, like, he does his, like, start a show, like, thing, and MVP and Shelton come back out, and they start arguing, and then Triple H, like, gets him, like, he's like, hey, guys, you know what happens when I'm out? You've got to come out and interrupt me and cut a, what you call a promo. Do you need any help with that? Yeah. Like, he is the most obnoxious fucking thing I have ever seen. And I... It's alright, it's Triple H. It's Triple H, so he's always been obnoxious but good, so, so I So, they start the match talking about the uh, the participants in the match, right? So, it's Triple H, the Brian Kendrick... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy... Uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin... Shelton Benjamin, MVP. And MVP. The, the two dudes I just mentioned. And all I could think of was, this roster is so thin... See, there this, is nobody on SmackDown. This is why I thought this match would be the perfect opportunity to give the Brian Kendrick a fluke championship win so you can, like, actually, like, make your roster less thin. Yeah. I Actually, this match was so thin for a world championship match. Oh, yeah. I went back and looked at the 2008 draft just so I could see who which, like, big people got... SmackDown got Triple H and Smackdown. then fucking nothing. But... Alright, so triple, there are 11 picks televised on television. Yeah. Triple H, the WWE champion, was pick 11. He Wait, was, what? He was picked last in the entire oh, draft. Fuck, that the WWE champion. Well, Number one pick, yeah. Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah, because he went to Raw. Yeah. 
Oh, we're gonna. Well, actually, I should. I'm going to mention later with the World Heavyweight Championship match, the secrets in Kane's bag have oh, been, been revealed. revealed. Yes, it has. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't notice because commentary didn't mention his bag once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, so anyway, this match is, is good. The roster is thin. The roster is thin. They should have given Brian Kendrick the championship. Uh, fucking Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin start off. Benjamin gets like a little insert box promo, and his promos aren't that good. Yeah, my both my shoulders are gonna be shimmering. Gold, the United States champion, which that belt's never meant fucking less. I guess. <laughs> hey, how dare you? Well, like, when Bret Hart, the stroke victim, had it. Oh, that was my favorite. When <laughs> Bret Hart, the man who could not physically take any bumps <laughs> at all won the US title <laughs> that was my favourite period for that belt like Jesus but yeah like I, I my first note of, of this match was these matches suck ass but like <laughs> but, but this this match like um this match won me over eventually because like Shelton and Jeff are going back and forth and they have like a really good pace set no pinfalls I don't think but it's like it's like a good pace set, and like then the countdown comes in, and Ten, nine, nine eight, fuck off, and then I hear I'm a man with a plan, yeah, and I got so happy because listen up now, degenerate masses, you ain't learning nothing in your high school class because it ain't written down, and you know that it's true. There's a lot of famous people with this talent than you. Well, fame they say can be a serious earnest, put your greater loving on the afterburner. Story so far is one hell of a mess. Come on, let me lead you through the wilderness. And I'm a man with a plan. Brian Kendrick takes the first fall. Yeah, I'm, I was pretty. I was pretty pissed off. He got, <laughs> pinned, he got pinned with a fucking alley oop like powerbomb, yeah. and I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" I thought Brian Kendrick would, should win the title in this so match. Jeff Hardy is the current WWE champion. I can't wait to listen to this back, and I just have to just like slow down and <laughs> rapping Brian Kendrick's theme music. But yeah, like, and then um, in my notes, literally after this, I have boo, full stop, written down. Boo. Jesus, I'm sweating because of how much, I just like the amount of thinking about Brian Kendrick. <laughs> just another the fact, it's a hot fucking day. I just love Brian Kendrick. Like, literally, I think all of my notes are um, about how much I love Brian Kendrick, to be honest. Like, get Kendrick, um, like, get, ends up getting the next four. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Which means that at one point, the Brian Kendrick was... Kind of technically a WWE champion, and honestly, I sometimes I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily a religious man, but after seeing that one moment, I, I can honestly tell you there is a higher power, and he put me on this earth for a reason, just to watch the Brian Kendrick. <laughs> oh, a note about Brian Kendrick as well, I guess he gets fired the year after this. No, it's another. Another one of the old managers that should probably come to the ring to help them. Oh yeah, Big Zeke doesn't even come out. And Ezekiel Jackson kind of walks out the front in his nice white outfit and doesn't go and to fucking, the ring. It annoyed me because every match that Brian Kendrick has been in with Ezekiel Jackson, Ezekiel Jackson has played a factor in him winning. Like, yeah. every one. So, like, why the fuck? In, just in kayfabe, why wouldn't you bring him out? So how does he How does he get the fall again? He hits someone with a slice fucking bread. Yeah, he uh, pins... Jeff Hardy with the Kendrick. What is it just called? No, it's called Slice Bread Number Two. Well, no, the commentary calls it the Kendrick. No, Jim Ross just calls Brian Kendrick the Kendrick. No, the move is called the Kendrick. Really? Yeah. 
I just, I it's, never it's knew that. It's been changed by commentary to the Kendrick, or it hasn't been called Slice Bread number two yet. I don't know. No, it was called like last, like when I when okay. I was watching the show. No, he's changed it bread. to the Kendrick. That is probably that is a pretty sick name for a finish. It is. Also, Kendrick's in his best gear, his white gear, like with the little, the scratches the in the front, the, the pirate Seth, flag. Seth Rollins at SummerSlam gear. No man, this this is better. This That's is, the best ring gear of all time, by the way. The fucking the, the like flame Seth tights. At, no, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam with the all white outfit. Oh yeah, and he had this blonde bit in his hair as well. That was sick. Oh yeah, that, that actually Cena. was pretty sick. He looked kind of like a white supremacist Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah. Brian Kendrick just looks like a mystical like wizard. I love it. So I think after this happens, we get uh, ten nine eight. And tick, then, tick, tick, oh tick, yeah, tick, one, tick, two, I hear the clock ticking, some shit's going down, it's MV fucking P. I'm coming! <laughs> flames, <laughs> it comes flames, remember? <laughs> Jesus, and MVP just goes, goes after everyone, throws Kendrick out, but Kendrick comes back in, and I have to say, V Brian Kendrick, every time I think I just love him the most I can... He, he, he just grows on me. He has the best, like, one-legged drop kick I have ever seen. Like, did you notice his fucking yes, sick drop I kick? Did. How good is that drop kick? Guess what happens, like, two minutes later. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, he gets pinned. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Because after MVP... Nothing fight, happens for that five minutes. And then Big Trips comes out. It's time to play the game. Dun, dun. I'm the biggest heel ever Comes because... In, in literally half a minute, he just did pedigrees Kendrick and Pinson. Oh, like, I didn't... He, Kendrick takes that fucking pedigree like a champ as well. He Jesus. does. It was pretty decent. Yeah. And then uh, Shelton and Tripp starts fighting. Jeff Hardy hits a twist of fate on MVP and pins him. Jeff Hardy current champ. Kendrick, like, almost hits the, the Kendrick on, on <laughs> Hardy. But then, like, Hardy fuck, like fucking counters and Jeff goes for a swanton but like trips crutches him on the top rope and then he pedigrees Kendrick again yeah that was just unnecessary <laughs> like honestly I, I am offended as as someone who just worships the ground that the Brian Kendrick steps on I am genuinely offended he had to take two of those pedigrees but then fucking trip Jeff Hardy hits a swanton and pins Kendrick. <laughs> Why does Kendrick get pinned so many times in this fucking match? Jesus. But that was... It's like that, they don't want him to get over <laughs> or something. I thought that was a pretty good finish, right? So Jeff Hardy swantons uh, the Kendrick while all... Everyone's kind of in a different corner apart from Triple H who's been chucked to the outside. Yeah. And Hardy swantons Kendrick, pins him one, two, three... And it's like a minute left, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Holy shit! Yeah, Jeff, I just yeah. forget that Jeff Hardy wins the WWE Championship, <laughs> and then he's at the top out. of the Unforgiven yeah. sign. He was like, dun, 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 dun. and um, Triple H just kind of comes. Jeff just selling the Swanton bomb, and Triple H comes in, and he with about ten seconds left, just kind of uh, kicks MVP and pedigrees him, and he crawls over. And there's about five seconds left, and he's crawling a bit more, and just starts to stir. And oh, Jesus, he kind of, so sick. with about four seconds left, Triple H uh, starts to pin on MVP one one count, and then Jeff Hardy goes to pin the Kendrick, but the rest are already counting uh, Triple yeah. H's, and then he just counts Triple H, and then Triple H wins in like the last second. But the thing that didn't make sense to me was why was Jeff pinning MVP when he was current champ? 
Jeff was pinning the Brian Kendrick because Triple H's pin would have finished first. Yeah, but why wouldn't he have just run over T? Because he was selling it, right? So all he could do is kind of slump onto Kendrick because he was the closest mm, one. I guess. It's, it's psychology, bro. Fucking psychology. This this is like this was a good match. Like Triple H hits pedigree wins, Jeff shakes his hand. Um Triple H Never really smiles. You'd Triple think, H doesn't smile. You'd think after... Oh, actually, at the end of the match he smiles, though. So. Does he? When he's yeah, walking he, up the ramp, no, he looks he, pissed. He gives uh, Jeff Hardy an old handshake. He's like, oh, he yeah. He puts out a handshake. Hey, hey there, individual. Nice, nice to meet you, Jeff Hardy. Nice. <laughs> How long you worked here, man? <laughs> I haven't seen you around before. Hey, you're pretty fast right at the top. You've only been here for like three months, right? <laughs> nice. But, gee, I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I have to say, like, seven out of ten wish Brian Kendrick would have won but it was still a good match it's a good match like and a, then we flick straight to HBK on the traders table is he content he's in, interviewed he was like I'm content but not satisfied I think well it was like hey there whoever the fuck who's interviewing me um, Eve I think oh I don't fuck no Eve's interviewing Punk so no, unless no. Eve has like superpowers no. Maria probably Maria no I thought it was like Maria interviews someone at some point. I don't fucking know. Oh, that's why she's on the poster. <laughs> I'm forgiven. No, she's on the poster for Summerslam. Yeah, I know. That, was the, that was the joke. Shut up. She... <laughs> Let me explain no. why I'm funny. <laughs> anyway, so HBK, the point of the whole interview is just he was like, I'm going to go home, sleep next to my wife. She's going to see that I'm not dead and she'll get the picture. Because the thing was that HBK wouldn't let his family watch this match. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of says, I would beat up Chris Jericho every night for the rest of my life if I could. I was like, I'm sure Chris Jericho would take it if the night turns out for him like this one does. And I just love, like, I just love the idea of God just, like, as an on-screen character. Just, like, it's played by, like, fucking, I don't know, like, James Mitchell. Like, the sinister minister just shows up and he's just like, meh. <laughs> and, yeah, solid interview. Now, interview with the Chicago man, Phil. He talks about how he's like gonna get, get over the odds and then yeah. win with the twenty percent chance of keeping his title. And then Randy Orton shows up and legacy shits on him. Yeah, basically. Well, like they, not quite legacy they, shits on him. They jaw back and forth, and then legacy, in an attempt to impress Orton after he shat on them before, um, come out to attack Punk and knock him out because. Orton's got to think... Like, he was talking shit before, like we said. Um, yeah, he's like, fuck you, man. You're a fluke. And so he comes out. Kofi Kingston comes to try and save his former tag partner. Um, yeah, gets shit on as well. Gets shit on. And then Orton punts old CM Punk in the face. Oh, poor Chicago man. Phil. And then he, he gets just, punted. He just... Orton's like, yeah, that was impressive. Dude, that was impressive. We jumped a guy. <laughs> Fucking, how is, like, winning your title match not impressive, but, like, jumping a guy, like, fucking four-on-one is impressive. And then we go straight from all of that shit to a Divas title match. Um, Yeah, the first ever Divas title defense. Now, I wasn't paying much attention to this one. My first note is it was super unremarkable. I, I Michelle McCool as a face. I, I also re throwback to the best women's entrance music ever. You're not enough for me. Oh, the fans chant TNA during this match. <laughs> oh man, it must have been boring. They also chant, I'm pretty sure I heard a Tori Wilson chant because she got fired earlier this year. <laughs> 
And yeah, like Michelle wins with like a DDT. Oh, we should or something. say it's Michelle McCool versus Maurice. Oh yeah. yeah, I paid attention to the bits <laughs> where Maurice was there, but then I just like my my attention was lost. I think uh, I was more invested in the mobile poll, to be honest. I think that if I'm not mistaken, the ECW guys are on commentary for this one. What? I think I'm not sure. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> anyway, one of the commentary sees Maurice do a small package. And he was like, because I think it was Matt Stryker that said this. This is why. Oh, it sounds it was, like a Matt Stryker yeah, line. It was like, oh, Maurice is doing the small package. Maybe she's being trained by another French Canadian, Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Yeah, I think Matt Stryker was very clearly on commentary. But yeah, I it was alright. I wasn't paying much attention. Michelle, as a face, defends her title, beats Maurice. Yeah. It was, I, I, like, five minutes, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Cool down match. But then... Terrible. The a main event in any arena in the world. The mobile pool. Should big mobile pool have been allowed to scramble? 77% say yes. No shit. Here's the fucking face. <laughs> I don't and know. so, after they show the poll... My cat get... comes out. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, uh, Punk can't compete, maybe, I don't maybe. know. Maybe, we'll let you know, but it will happen tonight. <laughs> Everyone was so invested in that championship scramble. But here comes the best segment in wrestling history. Here comes the, the big, big show. show. He comes and he's like, hey guys. He's, he's like so happy and cheerful on his way down because he's just heard the results of the poll. Which 77% makes me think, of you think I should what be if in the, the scramble. poll had said no? He like, comes out and he shoots on everyone. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. You talk shit about my choke slam. He's so happy. He was like, oh, I'll come out. Hey, Mike Adamley needs a replacement. I hear I'll replace Punk in the <laughs> Thank God he didn't replace Punk. That would have made the show even worse. Quote of the night right oh, here. It looks so bad now that we know everything. But Big Show's like, now, now, I can replace Punk in the scramble, and I've talked to Mike Adamley about it, and he said, maybe he'll let me know. Now, I know Mike Adamley's not all there. Oh, Christ, yeah, I remember. But he has a good idea sometimes, and I was like, wow. (laughs) Mance now has uh, CT and early dementia. Now, I know that Mike Adamley might have early onset dementia, (laughs) but he could put the Big Show in a match. So bad. So, Big Show kind of wraps up his, like, old... Yeah, but then Vicky Guerrero comes out. To the Big Show music as well. Yeah, because he's leaving and his music... I think it was to master the fact that Vicky Guerrero has never had her own music. Like, even at the Royal Rumble, like, this past year. Yeah, she just said, excuse me, that's her music. Well, like, I love... I think she could have, she could have, like, kept using the Big Show music. (laughs) Get ready for something... That you've never known. So she comes out and yells at him for making like an issue out of this and disturbing the pay-per-view. You're a big dumb giant. <laughs> Holy shit, I love it. And then the most predictable thing ever happens, the lights go out. Vicky Guerrero has to go one-on-one with the <laughs> Undertaker. And the druids start walking down to the um the ring with a coffin. Big show is so fucking jovial during all he's like, so Oh, you're gonna die. Oh, like, oh me oh, you got it. <laughs> oh me. <laughs> So, Fuck! The druids are chanting, and they put the coffin up next to the ring. And Big Show's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to go in there." <laughs> See, I thought it would have been funny if it's like all the spooky music, and all of the druids are just holding like some weed and some cascade draft, and Jeff Hardy's <laughs> just backstage, like, "No, no, no!" And so Undertaker pops up on the old time. Oh show. yeah. 
and he does his old monologue, Vicky screwed me, that sort of thing. And Are you going to go into the coffin willingly? Or do I have to come down there and make you... And asphyx... Like, he that threatens to murder her. I thought that sounded really, like, kind of domestic violence He's like, I'll come down there, I'll put my glove around your throat, and I'll... <laughs> Asphyxiate all the oxygen out of your lungs. And well, like, well, calm down then, mate. Well, it's like, well, the reason I think they can excuse it is he's like, he's not murdering her. He's sending her to hell. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little bit different. Edge escapes there eventually. Like, eventually, on. eventually he gets out of there. I want a web, like a web series of Edge in hell for those three months. <laughs> I feel like all of the wrestlers he meets in there would be very controversial to put them in there. But like, yeah, so Undertaker comes out. So Vicky's trying to run out of the ring. Yeah, but Big Show's just holding her. Yeah, and then Taker comes down to the ring. Dong, dong. Dong. (laughs) It gets in, and so the setup is Vicky's against the the far ropes. Big Show's on the other side of the ropes holding her there. Um, And then Undertaker's about to come get her. And so Undertaker comes up. And he puts his gloved hand around Vicky's throat. And Big Show's like, alright, I'm out. I'll see you later. And Goes to jump down. And then he just... Swerved. Swerved to the chin. Bro, bro. Nobody saw it coming. Big Show turning heel. <laughs> and next... Holy shit, 15 bro. 15 minutes. Uh, Big Show. It was just out. fucking... This segment sucked. Does he get... He puts him in the coffin? No, yeah. he just beats him up. He, he flips over the coffin and he just beats him up and then he holds him to like... Yeah, for Vicky to yeah. slap him and he then Vicky to spit on him. Foreshadowing. He says, get him, baby. While Vicky slaps him. I was oh, like, shit. they didn't know it at the time but they were secretly lovers. Oh, oh. Big Show was like, oh, I love it when you yell at me and call me a big, dumb giant. That's very nice of you. <laughs> and then... Big Vicky... Show's just got a weird domination fetish, I think. <laughs> like, Christ. Vicky spits in his face. Um, oh. The end of this, I, I wrote, Dear God, why do I watch wrestling? <laughs> it was... Oh, it wasn't the worst segment, but... It just went on for way too long. Do you reckon? Well, it was literally just like... It was like after... I thought the beating up bit could have been a little shorter, but that was... They needed time because plus, and I also understand why they turned Big Show because Edge isn't quite back, and you need someone for the Undertaker to wrestle. Yeah, Big Show is versatile, trustworthy in the ring, and Undertaker is Vicky's an old lover. Man. Yeah, well, eventually it is revealed that they are lovers, doing it in the butt. Well, that's never quite revealed. <laughs> 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 Big Show and Vicky have a sex celebration on Raw. Why does this keep coming up? Why do you keep wanting sex celebrations on Raw? One was enough. Ric Flair interfered in that sex celebration and I was just like, oh no. Don't get him started. Oh, that was so funny. I feel like it, like it's probably been pitched at some point where Vince was like, how about a Shane and Stephanie live sex celebration? In the middle of Survivor Series, like, Jesus. But yeah, and then um, William Regal, like, it's like... Oh, that's the end of the segment. That's the end of the segment. Fucking hated it. And then here comes based William Regal. If there's anyone who's almost as good as the Brian Kendrick, it's probably bloody well William Regal. And he's like, hey, Mike, I used to be GM of Raw, and, and then in brackets, but then I got my second strike on my wellness policy, and my push got fucking halted right there. Stopped. And he owned a victory over CM Punk in the King of the Ring, which, yep. he, which he booked because he was Raw General Manager. <laughs> that was my favourite. 
Um, but yeah, and, he, and Mike Adam was like, no, nah, punk still might be there. What a fucking liar this <laughs> Adam. Maybe he just forgot because he has fucking dementia, right? <laughs> well, that was in mean spirits. So yeah, um, my first note is the first five men's are going to suck. Although the last one was good, the concept sucks. Well, this is obviously the World Heavyweight Championship scramble. We should just say that started. No, it's a scramble for Kane's bag. <laughs> oh, I, should, I need to tell you about Kane's right, bag. Tell me Kane's bag. All right, so basically, um, he comes out and when? like this. This is on Raw, like a couple weeks before, and, at, and this is the segment I mentioned last week. And he's like, "Hey, can you tell me what's in your bag, man? <laughs> you got some weed in your bag? Or you got a mask <laughs> in your bag? Like, come on, just tell me." And he and Kane's just like. I have a mask in the... I can't do it. He's like, I have a mask in this bag, but it's not my mask. And he pulls it out, and it's Rey Mysterio's oh, no. mask. What? And then the next week, he comes out to, like, they're like, explain yourself. And he's like, some of you may have noticed Ray hasn't been on Raw in about six weeks. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, he hasn't been on TV. He's the number one traffic. Where is he? Where is he gone? And then Kane's basically like off screen. I bet him up in a parking lot and I killed his spirit and he will never return. Oh, that's unfortunate. Literally, because John Cena got injured, Mike Adamley was like, well, I guess Cena's replacement in the scramble match is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and Kane just like, what? What are you What are you doing? And then Mike Adamley explains, it's like, I don't know where Rey is, but this is just calling oh, no. to him because we're in a time of need. Raw needs Rey Mysterio. And Kane's just like, nah, he's dead. And then he returned later that night in the Battle Royal and bet up Kane for a little bit. <laughs> this Kane's bag had so much promise, but it led to an off-screen parking lot brawl <laughs> with Rey Mysterio. That's why... This is why there is no mention of the bag on Kane's Wikipedia thing. Okay. Fucking Christ. It's not my mask, because you may have noticed that Rey Mysterio has not been on TV for about six weeks because he's always fucking injured, because he's Rey Mysterio, and he's had surgery. five surgeries on my left knee. I've had five million surgeries in all three of my knees. <laughs> hey guys, it's main event time, and if you think our voices sound different, you're fucking wrong. We never have any technical difficulties. None at all. I no. don't know what you're thinking. I fucking, I swore on my DVD copy of this show. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Unmotherfucking forgiven with like a song by Motorhead, I think. I <laughs> fucking Taz loved it. Alright, yeah. so main event time is the bloody championship scrambled eggs for the, for the world time. heavyweight championship. Big gold belt. Best gold belt. CM Punk got punted. You yeah. said the spinner belt was the No. Best. Best gold belt. The spinner belt is gold. Nah, not all of it though. Oh yeah, some of it's like diamonds and some of it's shit. <laughs> and by some of it I mean all of it is shit. How dare you? <laughs> you had the weirdest facial expression. Fuck, WWE World Titles from 2005 to like 2014 were like the best. They were like your favourites and it was just my like... Just cringing to death. Yeah, I like, loved it. We, I think we disagree on how good almost every title looks in this yeah. period. Basically. Basically. You disagree about everything, really. I don't even know why we're fucking friends. You're, you're a dick. Jack just hit the mute button, and I've told him before, don't hit the mute button, because <laughs> it makes the sound sound different, because I'm using a shit program, and he, and he just hit the mute button. Might have forgot about that one. Might have, might have forgot about that one. <laughs> Cough directly into the mic. You want to... Someone's getting a fucking brain aneurysm. <laughs> you're going to kill someone. Some old lady's gonna be like, what's a podcast? She opens up hourly and you're just like, <laughs> and she just dies. 
Middle of the bus and we're just, oh god. You're a murderer. Oh, it's, it's like that Triple H promo where it's like, where it's like, you know, Kane, you're a murderer. I'm like, Jack, you're a murderer. But this time you're right. No, Kane was a murderer. He just didn't have sex with the body. Yeah. That was faked. <laughs> Alright then. This is a fucking great reference. No, it was, it was totally Kane. That guy that looked like Triple H and went, hey, it's me. Kane. I'm a teenager and I'm wearing a shirt for Kane. <laughs> anyway, anyway, CM Punk got punted. So, we, who's who's going to replace it? Maybe Punk will be in there. William Regal was like, oh, who's next? It's Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg can't, comes back like five years early. For sure. <laughs> it's fucking great. So, um, the first two, two people that start off are arguably the fucking slowest people in the match. It's, uh... Big Teaster and Jabble. Big, big Davey Dave. Yeah, Big, big Dave. Dave. I, I was listening back to a podcast, and my favorite quote from you was, um, oh, I'm Batista, I'm an angry man, I love steroids. <laughs> and I was just like, man, you're shitting on him real hard. <laughs> no, I love Batista. Everyone loves Batista, that doesn't change the fact he's a big angry man. That is true. So yeah, JBL gets gets a sleeper in there, you know, this is Ooh. fucking boring. Boring, uh... Speaking of submission maneuvers, oh. Batista does the old figure four leg lock again. I'm start when he first did it, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And now I'm starting to think I think it's just one of his signature. Yeah, no, I think so. Like, but yeah. I don't know when he stops do- doing it because he stopped- oh, replaced it with the Batista bite. But though. that was only in like 2010. Maybe his legs were too unhealthy because he couldn't do the figure four. Because he and John Cena had like an. I quit match or a submission match. It was an I quit match. Yeah, and so he had the Batista bite. Because he was a heel, because they couldn't use the figure four, because that's like the face. Yeah, because everyone would be like, Ooh! and then no, no, no. My word is perfect. Fuck off. Ignore the fact that I am sick. Fully sick. All right. Yeah. So he's doing that over this time period. I think he stops quite soon though. So yeah. enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm not enjoying this bit while it lasts because they fight a bit on the outside. JBL's thrown into some steps. Comes back in, and then it's like. 10, 9, this is the shittest rumble ever, 8, and then buzzer goes, and it's fucking, who, who is it, Jack? It's Rey Mysterio. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, Kane comes out first. Does he? Yeah, your notes are shit. No, your notes are shit. (laughs) Uh, You had one job. You had one job. Why would you ask me that? Because I thought you weren't shit. No, my notes literally say Ray comes in. No, Kane comes out first. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because this is the best bit where Kane, like, starts punching Batista, and then Law goes, and all of this is legal. <laughs> and we have, like, the whole thing about whether or not this is... We figured out this isn't... This is no DQ. Yeah, well, no, but we know... We kind of vaguely know it from beforehand, because when... Batista's in the figure four, like, locking JBL in the figure four. To get out of it, JBL climbs to the ropes, and he does the whole spot where he, like, like just slightly gets his hand on the rope, and then yeah. the referee's meant to break it up. But then the referee doesn't do anything, and JBL looks like his shoot forgotten that it's oh. no rope break. Because... It, instead of being like, oh no, there's no escape by catching the ropes, they both kind of just stand up and Batista lets him go after like five seconds of realizing the referee's not going to break it up. He got fucking worked into a shoot. Like, I think shit. maybe. I don't know. I think JBL's worked himself into a work. I think JBL is a mark who yeah. worked himself into a shoot. <laughs> but yeah, so that happens. So we figured out this is no disqualification. It's no DQ, which 
doesn't work like, with the stuff that happened before. But yeah, because no managers come out. If yeah. it was no DQ, bring your manager out, kill... If I'm Brian Kendrick, I'm like, hey, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Jackson, can you please just win? <laughs> can you just, like, kill everyone and then, like, let me pin them and then I'm the champion forever and then, like, wrestling goes through another boom period. Like, it's the new <laughs> Attitude Era with Brian Kendrick. The on new on generation. Top. No, the new generation was not a boom period. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like the Hogan on top in the eighties, but it's the Brian. Okay, Kendrick. It's like yeah. superstar Billy Graham on top you. in the seventies. It's like the Brian Kendrick. You know, he's doing his dance moves. Yeah, I'm he's on fucking Jimmy Fallon. Jesus Christ, I fucking love it. But yeah, so no DQ. Um, Kane just beats up Batista, and then Batista goes for the bomb, but JBL test boots him. Test boot. I love the test boot. God, I. I'm so bummed out we, we aren't reviewing all of ECW on sci-fi so we can see Test at his absolute worst period. Let's really not do that. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's just Test. Did someone say Patreon exclusive? Did someone say <laughs> Test is roided out? <laughs> oh, which period of Test are you talking about, though? Because he was always yeah. But yeah, so he slams and Kane gets, gets the pen. And then um, Rey Mysterio comes out. His spirit's not broken. Yay, you know? Rey Mysterio comes out, which happened beforehand, but apparently not. <laughs> no, it didn't. You spoiled it. You no, spoiled sorry, it. I spoiled the we, next five minutes. We already we already talked about fucking Kane's lovely bag. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so supple and made of fucking burlap. Mm, delicious. What do you think his sack's made out of? Like His sack looked like it was cloth. Yeah, it looked like one of the ones where you'd like pull out a championship belt from. Yeah, like a nice cloth sack yeah you should have debuted the the Kane World Championship it's your new nickname <laughs> my new nickname is like what cloth sack cloth sack nice cloth sack <laughs> anyway fucking Christ Ray Mysterio comes out and yeah. he and Batista just get into a little bit a little bit of let's, let's just jump right into it yeah let's just they have a bit of attitude towards each other yeah. shades of bragging around 2009. Oh, yeah. You're really looking forward to the feud that happens in a, in a few times where Kate or Batista just yells, like, you're supposed to be my friend. Yeah. That's the only thing that feud is known for, but, like... No. Know. Known for Rey Mysterio beating Batista in a steel cage match on SmackDown to become the number one contender for the Undertaker's World Heavyweight Championship. I feel like you're, you're getting... That happened... I feel, I feel like we're going to get into that in, like, six months. No, more like a month. It's not that far away. You don't know how shit we are with keeping us. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, Ray... Like, are we, are we going to talk about the spot with, like, fucking Ray and Bat- Batista? Yeah, it's like... Because, like, Ray's like, Hey, man, I'm going to jump off your shoulders and... Do it, do a big, big old splash, splash, and so they do it. But like, um, fucking, someone kicks out. I don't fucking know. This match was a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's been a rough pay per view. Not gonna lie. Oh, we're, we're we're doing this in two sittings, and also the pay per view was just like, oh, I'm sorry, Jack just rolled his eyes because I broke fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot on these fans. Like here at the PG Wrestling <laughs> Podcast, we would have formats, man. <laughs> It's like Joey Styles at like fucking like an ECW pay view. It's like I don't even know why we have formats. Paul Heyman just ripped up the script. That was hilarious. Oh Jesus Christ! But like, so like Ray's like, oh, I'm gonna do it again, and Batista's like, yeah, right, I'm the big dumbass. And then Ray just kind of falls down his back and tries to roll him out. <laughs> and Batista's like, honestly, I didn't realize that. 
this bullshit between Ray and Batista being on my own for like a year, I really feel like this, in hindsight, makes me feel way more like on Batista's side in the whole thing. It's every man for himself. Yeah, but it was always trying to sheer little bullshit that wouldn't work, but it would make Batista mad. It's like, come on, Ray, you definitely brought this upon yourself. I don't know. I can't believe that Ray won the feud. I don't fucking, like, I don't, I barely remember this. All I know about, like, the the feud was, it was a fucking default creator story. Like, (laughs) one of the WWE games, and it, like, ended at the part where he turned on Ray. Yeah. And and the one branching choice in the story was, you could spear him, or you could Batista bomb him. (laughs) Well, the, um, the payoff to the feud is the number one contendership for the World Heavyweight title, which Ray wins in... Circumstances in a steel cage. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I think that's, but that's when Batista turns heel, right? And yeah, and he's well, heel, the heel right turns up to breaking rights. Yeah, and that's and he stays there like right up until to the he end quits. Of the run. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good. I remember really lacking that. It's from right? what October until April. Yeah, and I think that was six months. If, if unless I have a really shitty memory, that was his like first heel run. Evolution. Yeah, apart from evolution. Was he a heel when he was Devon's deacon? Yes. Yes, but like, so he's had like multiple heel runs. Yeah, but it, no, that's that counts as one heel run because he didn't turn face in that period. Like he was, heel, yeah, he was heel, he was heel, and then and he then he was face. just generic. He was generic Batista, and then he was in Evolution. Generic Batista. Ooh. He had his shitty little goatee, and he had yeah, he was like a face. Fox, it was great. Yeah. No, he wasn't a face. No, after he stopped being the Deacon. No, he, he came right to Raw and was like managed by Ric Flair. He was a heel. Was he? Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's Randy Orton I'm thinking about. Yeah, Randy, Randy Orton, Orton debuted was, as a Randy face. Orton was just generic face. Randy Orton accompanied fucking um, Reverend Devon. <laughs> well, no, obviously. Deacon just... Randy. <laughs> that's a gimmick I could get behind, even though he's been divorced multiple times. Well, arguably, um, Batista was a heel... At SummerSlam 2008, when he was wrestling John Cena. Despite the fact that the crowd was, like, mostly or, behind him. Yeah, but... And it was a face That's sorted by one commentator matchup. saying, they're booing the good guys and cheering for the bad guys. It's bizarre land. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not, like, a dumbass. <laughs> so, I feel... That's what they always say the Raw After Mania, isn't it? Michael yeah. Cole always drops a bizarre whenever, land or, in there. Or whenever they're in, like, Canada or something. Yeah. Like, oh, bizarre. Yeah. What is this? They're booing John Cena? Like, what the fuck, man? That never happens. Anyway, I just think that Batista turned face and heel a lot. That's all. Turn, like... I'm saying this is his first, like, heel... That was his first heel turn, like, after Evolution. No. Yes! No! That's true! He was literally the bad guy in the John Cena match. He wasn't the bad guy. He was! Cena accidentally Shawn Michaels him. He Shawn Michaels him and was like, oh shit, Dave, I'm so sorry that was meant for JBL. And Dave was like, I don't care about your intentions, Batista bomb. Injury. Yeah, and the crowd was like, I love this. And then the next, and like literally. Oh, I, have I you watched... ever heard of a crowd cheering for a heel? Shut up. I That's never I watched, happened in the I history of the I watched the, the war after SummerSlam and fucking Cena and Batista shake hands. Yeah. Doesn't mean he was a hero <coughs> in the match. No, oh, you're making me sick. Yeah, you fucking retarded. That's what you are. Yeah, fully, <laughs> fully retarded. So, um, 
I, I, one of my notes here was Kane selling for JBL is hilarious. Okay. I'm trying to figure sure. out what was hilarious about it. I just think <laughs> the concept of JBL is hilarious. He's pretty funny, not going to lie. Not going to lie. Um, and do you want to get into the next entrance? Yes, 1098. Break the walls down. Damn, it's fucking Chris Jericho. I got the entrant right this time. Good. You're like, yeah, it's Sam Punk. Well, you're a fucking idiot. But like, I forgot that this was how this match went. See, I remembered it, and but it only just hit me how little sense this makes. I marked out on upon rewatch of this pay per view when his music hit because I totally forgot because. I don't know. I just all right. Imagine you forget everything that's ever happened in wrestling, and then you watch this one pay per view with Chris Jericho getting the shit beaten out of him by Shawn Michaels, and then the countdown comes and Chris Jericho's music goes on, and you're like, "What?" That was basically what? me. Yeah, but like it was it's, so it's, cool. It's a cool moment. It's the biggest swerve. But like, but as soon as you like look at it with a slight critical eye. You're like the critical eyes. Mike Adamley had early onset like dementia CTE, oh. so he didn't realize that Chris Jericho was injured. It's easy. That's a dark. That's joke. how you figure it out. It's That's easy. It makes heaps of sense. Yeah, but they didn't explain it. Like, <laughs> but like the whole the whole thing that I have the issue with is fucking like he's like, oh, Punk's injured, can't compete. Jericho basically got murdered. They just made a lot of fun of for him about it. I yeah, feel like, but, like, but it was kind of like I thought it was supposed to be he's dumb, but then they do this entire paper where it's like, hey. Pay forty dollars to see fucking Mike Adamley, the goddamn pay per view, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe they're not. I feel like the whole idea of Adamley Originals and the scramble is just them making fun of Mike Adamley. Yeah, but then all of the brands do it, and they build a pay per view. Yeah, to around make Mike... a shitload of fun of Mike Adamley. <laughs> yeah, but like, how do you expect people to pay money if you just? Well, fucking... Apparently, they did. <laughs> I don't fuck. I don't look at buy rates. I look at <laughs> shit rates. And, and this was a bit shit, but like, I I liked it. Like, and I I kind of understand you got to give the fucking title to the chair. Oh, we'll get into the finish. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Right? Oh no, you're getting ahead of yourself. I'll give you ahead of myself. Oh, that's aggressively coming <laughs> But like, literally, like, I liked this finish because, like, um. Like everyone, you just said it made no sense. No, I I don't like Jericho being in it. I liked the finish though a bit. Because it's like Batista, like fucking pin, like Spinebusters Kane or something, and pins him. Yeah, yeah, no, that was really weird because it was just like it a regular a f- Batista Spinebuster. But yeah, and it was the pin on Kane, who was like built as like a monster with a big sack. Like, yeah, but like yeah, and then like Ray's like jumpers jumps up, tries to do like a Hurricane Runner on him, Batista like bombs him, but like as he's doing that, fucking Jericho like crawls over and pins. I got Kane, who obviously the spinebuster completely like broke every fiber of his <laughs> Destroyed. And then fucking um, Jericho wins, and Batista stands there for like seven seconds when he could have like you know killed Jericho because he's yeah. already fucking injured. And then just like stands there and puts his fucking hands. He's on like, his head. "Oh no, what happened? We done this finish like two seconds too early, so I'm gonna look like a dumbass oh, for a bit." His fucking. I love how he, either he has a small ass head or his hands are like fucking Carly size because when he's like puts his hands over his head, it looks like he's giving himself a fucking. <laughs> it's 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 fucking great. It's interesting though, like nat, like that's a finish, but going just back to the like DQ angle thing a bit. Yeah, I think so. We've seen JBL get to the ropes 
and the referee not break the not break the submission for a rope break. But then um, at one point in the match, just after Jericho came in, Batista pinned JBL, who had half his body under the rope, which is oh, fine. Yeah. We figured out that rope breaks aren't a thing. There's no, like, outside of the ring sort of... You can't pin him. But then the pin fails when JBL, who is halfway under the rope, puts his foot on the rope, and then the rest stops counting. Well, and I was like... Yeah. So it's like if you remember like the ECW scramble, like um, the end of that where it's a clusterfuck. Someone like goes for a pin under the rope, and and there's like a big clusterfuck, and the ref's just like, Ugh. yeah. Well, I think that was more explainable as there was too much shit going, and the ref was like, Ugh. emotions are running high. Yeah. <laughs> emotions are running high. Oh shit! But yeah, I yes. So we have a new what heavyweight champion? Yeah, Jericho. Chris Jericho, aka looks a bit like Hitler. What do you mean? Cause, oh, because he's got the bloody nose. Yeah, he's got a bloody nose. So he walks out and it looks like he's got the Hitler moustache. Oh, out. that would have been a great gimmick. <laughs> like, just ignore the time that JBL fucking did a Nazi walk in Germany. <laughs> oh, and like, was got... so dodgy. I, I love how he, his excuse for it was like, well, I'm a heel and I was in Germany and because I'm a fucking dumbass, the only like, <laughs> thing I could think to do was to just fucking goose it all over the fucking place. Like, so bad. Oh, but like, what did you think of this match? I thought it was all right. I like the um, I liked the WWE Championship one better than this one. Oh yeah, gotcha. But like, what do you think of the like? I, I, remember, I remember I was talking to you about like CM Punk's title reign. You're like, oh, I don't remember how he loses the title, and I'm yeah. like, oh, just you wait. Like, what? <laughs> he lost the title by not being involved in the match. Fuck yeah, and I don't think he ever gets a rematch one on one. Of course he doesn't, because he's fucking because Triple H doesn't like him and Shawn Michaels <laughs> doesn't like him. I feel like Shawn Michaels and fucking CM Punk could get along because they're both fucking prima donnas yeah. and now neither of them drink or do drugs. <laughs> I think that... What? Oh, oh, oh. I'm just waiting no, for the no. because you're like... This pay-per-view showcases the most resilient man of all time, CM Punk, because he gets punted in the head and comes back, like, the next week. Oh, fuck. Everyone else who gets punted is out for, like, two years. I remember that time, though, there was a thing where, um... This this was, like, literally, like, 2013, where where they did an angle where Big Show got punted, right? Yeah. And this was just before everyone went apeshit about concussions. So Big Show came back the next week, and they did the angle that Big Show probably had a concussion. <laughs> and he came in, and, like, Del Rio, like, kicked him in the head, and doctors were like, oh, no, Big Show, you, you're dead now. <laughs> you're dead. But then, but then he just came back the next week. And was like, <laughs> was hey, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. <laughs> Don't look at my dick. Because <laughs> like, he can't look at his dick either at this time period. Well... Well, I think this pay-per-view, on the surface, can kind of be looked at as just an experiment, right? They just tried mm-hmm. something out, threw shit at the wall, did it stick, did it not. I think I was looking at the buy rates um, earlier, and oh. I think outside of the big four, obviously, because yeah. no pay-per-view surpasses that unless it's some insane shit, I think it did the third best... Um, to 16 pay-per-views in 2008. So yeah. that leaves 12 non-Big 4 ones. I think it did the third or fourth best buy rate um, outside um, amongst all WWE pay-per-views at the time. I think Cyber Sunday did shit. I think it doubled Cyber Sunday, actually. Well, yeah, like, Cyber Sunday, like, the whole thing with that is, like, people aren't going to pay $40 when they don't know what the fucking match is yeah. going to be. Like, um, 
Armageddon did real bad too, which is a shame because really? of the finish. Yeah. Oh, I've, like we're still we're still getting to. Like, yeah, no, those Cyber yeah. Sunday and Armageddon are still. Yeah, yeah, the next couple after, of ones. Yeah. But, but like, cause we got um fucking No Mercy next, right? Yes, yeah. I do believe so. But like o- overall, like in terms of like pay view, you think it was an experiment? Yeah. Did you think like? Ignoring buy rates because I'm not fucking Meltzer. Um, <laughs> like, what what did you think overall of the show? I thought it was pretty good. Um, really, once again, in that kind of mediocre to good yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. It's not the best one they've ever done, but it's certainly not the worst. I, I like the creativity, even if it wasn't a good match type necessarily but you know uh, it's it's just like I, I I didn't like the concept of the scramble yeah because like but you have to applaud them for trying something oh uh, trying something new I, I under like I I like they tried something new but also the way they tried something new was basically going Mike Adamley came up with this <laughs> shit idea it's the new Hell in a Cell well, um, do you like the championship scramble or a whole pay-per-view dedicated to the fatal four-way match type Oh, that's a, I I don't mind a fatal four way. Yeah, but a whole pay per view about fatal four ways. Oh, I don't like as you know. I don't like a gimmick pay per view <laughs> where they do like fucking ten of the gimmick matches. That's why. Like, do you remember like TNA did like a lockdown pay per view? Right? Probably not. Okay, they, this, <laughs> is, this is like the meaniest thing ever, right? And this is probably your like wet dream pay per view. Probably. So they did like a pay per view called Lockdown, which was like their cage match kind of thing. No and way it, out. Yeah, it basically used to be like that, where they do like one or two cage matches. They did one, but they were like, you know what? Let's have it. Every single match is in a fucking cage. <laughs> so like eight matches. All of them fucking cage matches, right? That's aggressive. Yeah. That's why it's your dream pay-per-view, because it's, like, aggressive, like, gimmick matches up the arse. Yeah. Oh. Well, I I thought this was, like, okay. Like, it wasn't shit. Like, no, there was, there no was not shit at all. Parts yeah, it, but, but like, there's shit parts in every pay-per-view. Except WrestleMania 30, there's nothing shit about that. Uh, the Superdome versus Silverdome thing. That was thing. hilarious. That was, <laughs> shit. that was a great meme. But, like, yeah, it, like, I can't shit on this show too much because it had fucking Crime Time versus Priceless, which I Brooklyn, loved. Ex- Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Except for, like, the post-match hit. Loved that fucking match. Yeah. And the WWE title, like, scramble was fucking really solid. Like, and I feel like it was probably hampered a bit by the stipulation, but they somehow made it work. Which yeah. is, even though it showcased the most fucking thin roster in history... <laughs> Definitely. I, I feel like overall good show. What, what would be your like match or moment of the night? Ooh, moment of the night. I think it's Jericho coming out. That is. I a think that's pretty hectic. It's a solid swerve. Match of the night would be him versus Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta have that up there as well. I guess because even though it was like really still one side. Oh, it was. It was actually very competitive, but it was like it was basically like an end of just Shawn Michaels and murders Chris Jericho yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, I feel it's a solid, solid pay-per-view, like 5 out of 10. Good matches. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. Except for like, if you want to have like a brain end, you don't want to have a brain end. <laughs> don't watch the bit where Punk gets punted and you're just like, oh. Yeah, you get a bit angry about that. You get a bit grumpy. If, if you've ever been on Reddit's like, square <laughs> circle, you're just going to be like, oh. Shout out r slash square circle. Oh, yeah. Shout out the Wrestling Observer Rewind. We're going to be a fucking, we're going to be like Terry Runnels. We're going to be like a <laughs> yeah. shit podcast every week. 
It's gonna be fucking great. We're gonna get so many upvotes. Right? Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to like look at like r slash square circle controversial passed out. Oh no, <laughs> we both thumbsed it up, and then like two people yeah. saw it downvoted. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. Nice. But yeah, so I guess I guess that brings a close to this yeah. um, fucking snake bitten unforgiven episode. <laughs> unforgiven. Unfor fucking given, man. So hit us up on Twitter. Yes, it's at PG Wrestling Pod at PG Wrestling POD and fucking email us you, you dingus do it send us questions we'll hey, answer questions three of our regulars yeah I know and I know who you are you sexy motherfucker send us an email send us questions we'll send answer us, them we'll answer any questions literally anything can even be if it's anything. like a really fucking dumb question yeah. we'll probably answer it if you're like Who's better, Chris Benoit or fucking Fabulous Moolah? We'll answer that fucking question. We'll literally read anything out. (laughs) I don't know if we'll read anything. anything. Like, someone will just send an email just full of racial stuff. (laughs) You heard me, Lewis. I said anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fucking new Hulk Hogan. But yeah, pgwrestlingpod at gmail.com. Hope you have a good one. It's the big dog for the big dog and the big dog signing out. Signing out. Fuck yeah. Peace. Today, on episode three, we are here to talk about the greatest show on earth. Technically, Un- episode two. What? No, we had zero, one, one two, two, three. First episode was Great American Bash. Second episode was Sunday. Oh, this is unforgiving. You <laughs> fuck. Again. You fuck. One no. more time. No, we're keeping no, this shit in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm.